If we grow up with this structure of belief that we imprinted from our childhood from 0 to 14, if it's limiting versus what we want, we have to expand into doing that by what I call seeing as believing, having expanders. Welcome to The Expanded Podcast with your host, Lacey Phillips. As a leading manifestation advisor with a process that's, well, radically different from the old New Age model, mine is rooted in psychology, neuroscience, and my energetic gifts. I created this podcast to help you expand your subconscious limiting beliefs about the potential of deserving the manifestations you're calling in. Therefore, you're tuning into this podcast series to show your subconscious that anything you desire is possible. And by pressing play, you've already started the process of manifesting it. So I'm currently in Scotland right now, road tripping, looking for the next potential retreat spot. What I'm doing on this trip is really exploring the entire country, I guess. I've really, I've been to a certain area. So this time I'm really checking out the whole Aberdeen and Verness up in the north. I love the UK. I love it so much. Jenna Zoe and I joke that we should swap passports and visas. (laughs) Yes, she loves LA so much and I love the UK so much. So it was really lovely. I got to spend some quick time in London. I stayed at the Chiltern Firehouse. It's my favorite hotel in all of London. I won't be staying there on my back leg after Scotland, but it was so lovely. And I got to connect with some friends. I actually flew in a day early so that I could head to Egg Trading, my favorite store in London. They have very limited selections the inventory they put out. So I wanted to make sure to pack really light so that I could actually fill up my suitcase with them and ship home, you know, whatever. And I really wanted to be able to try things on. So I got to do that, connected with some friends for dinner. And then I headed, flew into Aberdeen and then trekked over to the Fife Arms Hotel, which was exquisite. Danny Beinstein actually pointed me in that direction. And of course, when I was Googling around, it pops up on every single design blog. So I was so excited to stay there. They were incredible. They have a spa and two wonderful eateries there. So it felt great. And I've just been road tripping around when I'm not resting because I'm on the whole bed rest regime, which is, yeah, a whole thing. But it's actually going well. I can really feel my body digging in and starting to adjust. What I actually really wanted to talk about on the top of this episode is for so many of you who are doing this work, and for those of you who are just tuning in and new to my manifestation process, it all hinges on the concept of worth. Worth is the law of attraction. Self-worth is the law of attraction. And I think it's so important to break down the energetics of worth because I've been seeing this a little bit um, in life, in some of the groups. And I, I, I'm so empathic to this work that I can feel where people's uh, projections are coming from, their subconscious projections, I mean, not their shadow projections. So that worthiness, subconscious, energetic projection. And I think 
at first people might have it a little off. And what I mean by that is you'll hear someone say, oh, wow, look, they're really in their worth. They know how to say no to this and that and think that they should deserve this and that. Yes, to an extent. True subconscious worthiness, when you really have it, when you've really unblocked and expanded and embody this worth, it's no longer work to you. You're in your worth to this particular subject. It's actually a quiet, humble gracefulness. That's when you know. I start to see people who seem like they're in their worth, but it's actually an egoic projection. They're not really there yet. They're overcompensating for um, things down there that they're still insecure about. So I've actually seen this with, you know, someone who, you know, will teach about dating and relationships, but really they can't figure out how to date or find that relationship themselves, but they're overt about how to be in your worth and, and all of that. And so really be aware of that when you're doing this process in this work, when you arrive at the worthiness and ratio to the subject you're calling in, it becomes very quiet and graceful and knowing. I mean, you can't fake that, right? Like you have to arrive there and you'll know when you're feeling like, well, forget this, I should be deserving of that and this and that, maybe, but also it's time to look and see if you've really done the work to unblock, expand, and be in that space. So that's an energetic. I just really want people to take inventory of pertaining to whatever subject you might be calling in right now. Have you arrived at that space? I have that, for instance, I will have that forever magnetism in relationships and dating, calling in partners that will never be an issue for me again. It's quiet. It's humble. I don't have to work at it. I did a lot of work at it. And it's something that I'm very magnetic in and I'm very graceful at. And and I have that in a couple of other areas of my life. But just to take that inventory, are, have you arrived there? You know, what do you need to do still? Do, is it expanding further? Is it doing a little bit more unblocking to look at why you're egoically overcompensating and appearing to be in your worth, uh, but the thing's still not showing up? So that's just something I want you to take a look at. And a great place to do that is always the daily reprogramming exercise when you're triggered, you know, or maybe look at the thing you're calling in and ask yourself, how do I feel about the fact that it's not here yet? That's a great starting point. Get to the emotion or the root or the feeling and take that through the daily reprogramming exercise that's most pertinent to it, that resonates most with you. And many of you did get in touch that you've been having a hard time navigating that give 20, get 20 referral program that we started because so many people would come up to me and they're like, I keep telling everybody about this. All my family is in it, my friends, yada, yada. So we're like, well, you should be making money off of it. And so we started to give 20, get 20, the links below. And just to update you, there's now a landing page that gives you full instructions of how to sign up and do that. If you're one of those people, if you are new to this work, and you're wanting to give it a shot, go ahead and use the code JOURNEY, all caps, J-O-U-R-N-E-Y. When signing up, that will give you a month off your first year of the pathway. Or if you use the code JOURNEY, same, all caps, and try it towards a la carte, say you want to check out one of the workshops, that will give you 10% off. I'm so excited about today's episode. I actually didn't put two and two together when I was talking about sort of the channeling and the beginning of worthiness that I've been communicated to express to many of you in the spot where you may engage in the brand the most. Just a reminder, it's actually really 
it's really incongruent with today's episode. So I've been getting this channeling to reshare podcast episodes I've been on in the past. And this one's a really exciting one. It's one of the the earlier podcasts I've been on, Love Alexi with Alexi Wasser. I think you'll find it so interesting because she was actually my expander to start a blog. She used to have her first blog, Boy Crazy. I've gone on to be on two episodes of her podcast so far, but this one is really, really wonderful if you're in the realm of dating, learning manifestation in general, a lot of these teachings, a lot of our background in L.A., I just think you'll find this expansive for astrology tests. You know, we really dive deep into shadow and limiting beliefs and I kind of walk her through the process. So I think it's a it's a really great teaching episode full of information and all aspects of manifestation. So let's go ahead and check it out. If you're not familiar with Alexi Wasser, you are going to want to go listen to her podcast, which is Love Alexi. It's fantastic. She's actually had on a few of my favorite healers. And it's just her awesome, energetic wildlife and bringing on people she loves having, you know, really interesting conversations with. So do check that out after this. And without further ado, let's get in. God. Well, where do we begin? I know. I know where a good place to begin is, actually. The beginning? The beginning, but I have to tell you. Are you getting her okay? Is she close enough to the mic? This is good. I want to hear all this. Like, make out. Very cool. I know, please. Oh my God, you're in a relationship. Uh, relax, okay? Yes. Um, tell me everything. So what's really funny to come full circle oh my is... God. I'm terrified. I, yeah. <laughs> so, Don't be. So You'll be flattered. Okay. Um, so I had my very first blog that I ever had. I started at 23 and I'm 30. I'll be 33 next month. But I have to tell you, it was because of a guy I was dating had a blog and he was really cute. And uh, your blog was the inspiration and what you'll learn about today you were like my expander where I was like oh that's cool this it was totally different it was like poetry and stuff but you're the reason why I started blogging so I was like I have to tell her <laughs> I can't believe this it's like <laughs> this is crazy I can't but like that's the most flattering thing in the entire world because yes. to me you've been my expander because oh, I it's yay. so funny how like because uh um, and we'll explain what all this terminology means, yeah. expanders, to all the listeners who want to manifest cool shit in their life and understand what Lacey is all about. But like, I discovered you through Angela, through Angela Trimber. We have her in common. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause she was like posting about you and I was like, and I pretty much like, will do anything Angela says. Amazing. Yeah. Cause we like, we give each other like book recommendations and like, usually we're, we've already read the same, but or like she'll recommend something or I will. And we're both already reading it or reading it at the same time. So she had posted yeah, about you. And I just like got lost in your site. And I was like reading every single entry. And like you had all these like manifestation lists from days gone yeah. by that were kind of you thought they were embarrassing. I thought yeah. I thought they were like eerily reminiscent of my own manifestation <laughs> list. I, I thought was, people could relate. I know. Sure. So, so tell me everything. Well, here's where I'll start. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. All right. I want to take us up to tell me your life story. Yep. <laughs> take us up from like you moving to L.A. when that happened. And then how the fuck did you get 
yes. to, to be here. Yeah. I'll put it in a nutshell because oh, I feel like no, so like, many people have been hearing this they story. Have, but not like, on this podcast. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So to my community, just like zone out for the next two seconds. No, no I'm God. kidding. I'm totally they kidding. They want to hear all of it all the time over and over again. <laughs> um, so I grew up between two places. So Mariposa, which is right outside of Yosemite, and then this little town in the Central Valley called Modesto. And at 17 and a half, my mom used to be an actress and a model, like aspiring, you oh, know, goodness. who grew up in Eagle Rock. So at 17, I wanted to act and she said, let's send out for agents. So we did. And I got one right away. And then I was coming down here. So it just made sense to move because I had booked commercials and I think how everybody sort of gets out here. And so I did it. You live with your mom out here? No, I just came alone. No, I came at like 17 and a half. I think that's how old I was. I was already out of high school. And so it just I was coming down two or three times a week at five hour drives. And my yes. cousin and a lot of friends lived at UCLA. So I always say I got like the fun UCLA experience yeah. as I partied and hung out with all of them, but didn't, didn't go to school. Oh, oh so well, it was great. Yeah. Well, that's nice. I didn't go to college. Yeah. Did you go to college? No. no, me neither. A lot of Aquarians don't. Who needs it? Right. All right. Like, would it have helped overdoing that? I don't no. think so. You have a lot of debt. Actually, maybe it would have helped me. I'm, uh, maybe I'd be a better writer, but no, no, no. Right, right. I'm, I'm learning. I'm taking the Aaron Sorkin master class. You're self, yeah, self-study. Yeah. Oh, so you're like, come on. That's pretty I'm going to be fine, you guys. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Yeah. Tell me everything. Um, and so I was acting and that's actually how I met Angela and um I was acting until like around 25 and the best way I can say it is I had an awakening I just woke up and things were going fine like it was all good and I was booking stuff and not booking stuff the way that we do and and so at 25 two things happened simultaneously I got super into manifestation when I was 17 because we had a family intuitive who said read this one book follow it to a T and if you do you'll manifest everything you want and I think as struggling artists we're always trying to figure out how to make money because everything's so uncertain and so I did I followed it to a T I did everything all the rituals all the practices and it didn't do much and then I moved Wait, on yeah slowing you down yes. what was this book okay don't read it oh okay let me write down this <laughs> Can you just tell me the book anyway? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's called The Game of Life and How to Play It. Wait, so you're in the acting class. Okay, so 25, two things happened to yes. you simultaneously. Yes. So number one is I like had an awakening. I woke up one morning and I had just started my first you know, film and I, I just was like, oh my God, all of my friends who are serious regulars are starting to get work or question it. And then I started to take inventory. I was like, wait, out of the thousands of auditions I've been on, thousands there's two projects I wanted to be a part of which were how to make it in America and Greenberg and I was like so the rest of my career even at the time I was making my own stuff I'll be happy you know zero 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 point whatever percent of the time so there was that um and so I called my dad and my I remember my representation that day and first I called my dad and I was and I already had chosen not to go to college which my parents freaked out about and then I called and I was like I'm gonna quit acting and he was like no (laughs) you're so close and everybody had that feeling and I was like no I know that it's I know there's something greater for me and I know I've only been doing this entirely since I was 17 and I was working my ass off like studying constantly that I was like I don't even know who I am outside of this this validates me and so I fired my representation and that was it and that same year as well I had started to notice that even with all of these manifestation books out there that I think a lot of us are familiar with that I was using I knew I was a really good manifester but never in the same way as they were teaching me which is the think positive rhetoric the imagine you have it already rhetoric all of that stuff that I was trying so deeply but it wasn't equating to what I wanted but I did 
I was manifesting really kismet stuff. And so the same, like not at the same day, but in the same year, I threw both things away. And um, with the manifestation, I was like, I'm just going to watch what I do and watch what shows up when and how based on what I'm doing and throw all of that away. And so it became kind of like... I want to say like a three-year study, not something I was super focused on. I was just really noticing what I was doing. And the biggest thing I started to learn was it didn't have much to do with my thoughts at all. I don't believe our thoughts create a reality. Oh, wow. I always tell people, I'm like, think about it. We think in such polarity all day long. Our lives would be a shit show if we were that powerful of like with things out of like the self-deprecation to the things we want to this, to the neuroses. Like, it's just we're not that powerful. So I knew that there was a component that had nothing to do with our thoughts, but what I did know a hundred percent for sure is when I would grow my self-worth, things I wanted started to show up. So it was like, hmm, there's something there. So whenever I start to work with the universe where I'm stepping into my power, and it was actually dating, which we'll talk about a lot of because I yeah. assume your listeners are pretty into that. It's that, but it's turning into everything now. It's okay, like good. turning into Yeah. Okay, great. So with that, like dating was actually one of the biggest models where I started to learn this because I think like most women in L.A., you know, at that young age when they're dating guys, they're just going through, which I got to witness you back in the day with your blog. They're just like going through it. Oh, I'm so I've been so promiscuous. (laughs) Yeah. I thought I was doing myself a favor and the guy I was like, I want this. Yeah. No. Lucky them. No, it's low self-worth. It is. It is. Is it? Is it really? You know what? It is. It is valid. I didn't need to have so, a lot of those dicks yeah. in my private, okay? I really didn't. Or my mouth. And the guys like, were super stoked. And they, they were stoked. Know, they they were, like, were stoked. Okay, so go on. So dating was like the biggest model, you know, and I started to, I could play with things when it was dating because, you know, I think for me, I had gone, like I had taken two years. I got my heart super broken at 23. I mean, massively broken. Yeah. And more than heartbroken, I think my ego was shattered beyond belief. Uh, so... At that point, I was just like my self-worth, my sense of self was completely rocked. And so for two years, I was single. I just chose consciously to be single, but I wanted to experiment. And of course, I think like most women, I'm like, well, if the one comes along, of course, you know, I'll get rid of this two year situation. And it was like asshole after unavailable. I mean, I just all my tests came to me in those two years. And so a thing that I believe with manifestation that I started to learn is I believe two things are happening and they play off of each other. I believe, number one, that the universe, source energy, God, your own inner intelligence, whatever you're talking to, I believe that the force behind the energetics of manifestation is the only intention it has for us is to grow into our most whole, authentic versions of self. let me get this straight because you're talking a little fast for my brain (laughs) at this current moment. The only what? So the only... um, intention for it like when we're working with another energy when we're co-creating so let's say the universe so when we're working with the universe its only intention for us is to grow back into our most whole authentic versions of self which is what we came into the planet as as babies before we were growing up and all of this pain and shame and societal programming and all these things were layered onto us that made us close down our authenticness is our authenticness like i don't want to say our soul but like our our 
you know, like when we decided to come into this, I, yes. I, I'm very into Abraham Hicks. I yeah. don't know how you feel about Abraham Hicks. I don't, it's not my, it's not my jam because I practiced it for a long time you did? and it wasn't successful for me, but I'm very, very familiar with their teaching. So, so we but, can talk in that language. But do you believe in the, like, I don't even have the language down. Yeah. I'm speaking of <laughs> the but like, source. So that you're like source energy yes. and then, and then you, we, we come into this body. Yes, I believe that. So that, that yeah. will, we can, we can, that you agree with. with totally, Abraham. totally. Yeah. Okay. So keep going. So, so like I, what I believe for instance is that we're souls that have been, you know, either we're incarnating for the first time or we've been traveling or whatever we've been up to in our prior lives and we float around our parents, whether it's the mom or the dad, and we're trying to come through when the time's right, we're choosing to come through. And so when that soul comes through onto the planet and we take this body, we have an authentic essence about us. It's an authenticness. It's an energy. And I believe that society raises children in a really, um, I don't know, uh, unproductive way in the sense that the way we should really be raising children is watching their little essence unfold and show itself to us and gently guiding that rather than putting all of our shit, our programming, our wants, our ego and our need onto them and then throwing on top of that society's similar structure of success and all the things. We diminish their entire purpose for incarnating, like incarnating, um, incarnating. Yeah, it's kind of like um, a clam or, you know, it's kind of like, yeah, a clam is a great way to put it because then they close off and that becomes a shell and ego. So essentially what we are today, you and I, or if we're doing a lot of work on ourselves, we're a little bit less of it, but essentially what we are is we're just what I call an ego shell. All we are is a compilation of everything in our lives we've been loved for by other people. So we've chosen to continue morphing into that. So it's not really who we are oh for the God. most part. Yeah. We're in our like lovable ego state. We're like, oh, this makes us popular, attractive, um, loved by people, which that's all we really want out of life is connection and love, you know? So when we're floating around in this ego shell, this compilation of everything that uh, has been other people's liking of us that was safe growing up, you know, you can take like just simple shame when you're a kid. We're survivalists as a species and as children. So when we witness something happening outside of us or we do something that we get in trouble for or we're not loved for, we were then shamed. And so we throw that into our shadow. We just, you know, like get rid of it because it won't continue. We won't continue to be loved or fed or nurtured if we continue behaving in that way. Does that make sense? I barely understand. So if, if we see something Sorry. So let's take like, let's say you came into this body and let's say you were this artist who's a writer and, you know, creator, actress. And let's say you had been born in Milwaukee with farming parents who thought that the dream and the pinnacle of success is to become a lawyer. And you had all this expression and creativity, but they were like, hmm lawyers make money and artists don't. That's a day job. Let's just say they abused you on top of it. Like, let's say it's just, you know, emotional abuse. You're going to start to put all of that creativity in your shadow because you weren't loved for it. So you're going to close off and become kind of this clam who has to go and be a lawyer. And you're going to be unhappy on that trajectory because it's not your soul's purpose. So you're not in your authenticness, right? That's just an example of what that could look like. So most of us are these balls, these compilations of ego. We're just of what other people approved of us or what society has approved of us. That's what we are. So now to reduce that all back down, the universe 
I believe its only intention for us is to knock us back in and assist us back to that authenticity. That's being in alignment. That's to, being in alignment. To speak in Abraham Hicks terms. You got it. That's is, exactly it. That's okay. flow. That's, that's flow. Okay. Yeah. And Let's so, talk in your terms, but if, if I accidentally say a term. No, from, it's great. A lot of people are probably familiar with it. And there's a lot of um, overlapping with, you know, language and terminology. So that's fine. I just don't like where I differentiate from a lot of manifestation teachings out there is I don't believe in spiritual bypass, new age rhetoric. And what I mean by that are superstitions. I don't believe in things like think positive. If you think negatively, you'll attract that. It's bullshit. It won't it's happen. Bullshit. Okay. So how do we raise our, so if the, if, mm-hmm. if at the root, what you're saying is yeah. in your practice or what you teach is self-worth gets you into flow. You got it. Self-worth equates manifesting what you want. Self-worth equates manifesting what you want. So how do you raise your self-worth? You get back into your authenticness. And And how do you do that? (laughs) That's a great question. And so that's what I spent literally my career trying to deduce from energetics, which I'll talk about that in a minute, down into actionable steps. So what I mean by that is... um, And I use a lot of psychology and just here's my gift. This will make it a little bit more clear. I'll just talk louder so we can't hear that. Yeah, there's a man outside the studio yelling because he doesn't care. Probably hates women. And And he's uh, not going to manifest anything clearly. How dare he? He's actually very handsome and kind. But uh, right now he's getting on my my last nerve. Okay, keep going. Um, Okay, so I have this weird gift. It's I've been born with it. And like the best way to, I don't know, give it terminology is called claircognizance. So wait, say that again, louder and slower. Yeah. Uh, Claire cognizance. Claire cognizance. Yes. So people who have extrasensory gifts, let's say you're, you know, clairvoyant, meaning you see things in the future or Claire, I think it's sensitious or something where you can feel things happening. Mine's a little bit different where I just know it and it downloads through me what's going on. And I specifically know it to energetic surrounding manifestation. So what I mean by that is I know when this thing happens, that thing will follow. When this goes on, this thing will fit it. It's just, I understand how the energy of it works. So for you or just for people in general, that's for myself and learning through myself through patterning and then watching other people. I'm very, I'm, it's just very simple for me. You're an empath, right? I wouldn't. Yeah. I think, I think everyone is like, are they, I believe. Yeah. Are more people more sensitive to it than some people more. um, They're just more developed. Yeah. That's like a better way to put it. And they were probably raised in environments or they have stronger, you know, connections. They have more sensory, but I believe everybody is a sensitive human. Yeah. (laughs) They're capable. Yeah. Um, and mine just weirdly understands the patterning of manifestation. So like going back to that. So What I do, like this is what I spend all of my time literally philosophizing is to take these energetics. So like the energy of situations and then trying to boil and distill them down into human actionable form. And that's where I try to just like explain to people what's going on. And most importantly, those are the teachings that I put out. Number one, there's something called the formula and magnetism workshop, which teaches my whole process of manifestation, which is so grounded and it's step by step. So like that's where everybody should start because they'll actually learn how to manifest. But then I have all of these other things, which is to answer your question, to teach you how to get back into your authenticness. So like one that's very popular and it's a standard that I recommend to all of my clients is called reparenting. Reparenting. Yes. So that means you go down. (laughs) Yeah. I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. And it would probably be like, it was super helpful for me. I think it's helpful for anybody, but Angela and and our other friend, 
Penelope took one. I think they, I don't know what they did. Yeah. That's none of my business to say what they did, yeah. but uh, they were both like, "You will love this." Oh, good. I like I was like, "Oh God, okay." They're like, "Do this before you interview." I was like, "I don't know if I have time. I've got to drop." They're like, "Make time." I'm like, "Oh God, I, I didn't do it yet, but I will do it." Don't worry about it. And plus, like I tell people, don't do it until you feel called to, because you're not gonna fucking do it. You're gonna buy it and then not do it. And to me, I only care about results. So I'm like, I'd rather you do it when you're ready to do it and actually do it because that's when you'll be in a place a little bit more open to morphing and changing. So that's one. There's like reparenting, which takes you through all of the stages of development, like pre-utero birth, and then as a toddler of how you should have been parented. And then you go, the way that I work with people is through hypnosis. So that's like, to answer your question, my whole... um, I don't know, like purpose on earth, I feel is a to start to tell people like get rid of the bullshit superstition because and I'll talk about that because I think it exhausts way more of your vital energy trying to be something that you're not. So trying to be positive, trying to be the thing you want, trying to hold that vision of your dream. It's bullshit and it works against you. Oh, it does. Totally works against you. And you're so you're getting further away from your authentic self. Oh my God, let's get closer. Yes. Take us all closer. (laughs) Because you'll manifest a lot faster. Yeah. So that's why I put those things out because it's like, I believe so. I don't believe we manifest with our thoughts. I believe that we manifest from our subconscious beliefs, meaning, and it's like simple psychology, meaning that when we, from the age of zero to 14, everything that we encountered um, through relationships, modeling, media, that is what comprised our subconscious, you know, and wherever we felt shame and pain and smallness, we have low self-worth. Wherever we felt we shined and that we were loved, we have high self-worth. So every single thing we're manifesting into our lives is a reflection of both of those things. The shit that's coming in we don't like, it's because we have subconscious beliefs of low self-worth, which I call blocks. Everything that's coming in that flows easily that we love, it's because we have high self-worth in our subconscious. So the work that I do, the way that you can access your subconscious and that it comes forward and you can manipulate it is through hypnosis. So all of my work is done through hypnotic work. That's like the actual unblocking work. And then there's the whole component to it where you have to, what I call kind of dancing with the universe where you, because I believe that the universe sends you lessons and tests and things you have to pass. It's kind of like a video game. And that's stuff that like you never will learn in these books. And it really debilitated me for a long time, not understanding that why is what what you're in bad relationships or oh yeah like I think it's actually really magical because I think I've gone through like every bottom you can kind of go through like financial bottoms relationship bottoms career bottoms um living situation bottoms and the beauty of bottoms which I love bottoms so much is because you learn how you like you expand your threshold of trust. You know how low you can go. So you can actually play with the universe a lot more with trusting of what I call jumping off cliffs and like doing things that um, make you step more into your power. So leaving the shitty job, you know, leaving the relationship, you know, being afraid of doing that. But yeah. every time you do those things, you create what I call situational magnetism. The universe loves when you step into your power. So the moment you start to do that, step into your worth, like turn down the emotional unavailable pattern of a guy that keeps coming through, the universe is like, oh, look who's starting to step into their authentic selves. Thank you for saying that because I'm going to interrupt really quick because I used to get confused because I, I, okay. And I was talking about this on my last, my last podcast where 
I love people so much. I think people are so interesting and fascinating that even though I'd see the red flags and I knew the person was unavailable, not right for me, I'd be like, you know what? I see it all, but uh, I'm just going to go with this until it blows up in my face. Or, or I, I would, and I would ask my friends as I would go, is it still, po- do you think it's still possible? Because I, I would date the wrong person, but then go, but I have my eyes open. I have my eyes open for the right person while I'm in this thing mm-hmm. with the, and I would say, to my friends, I go, do you think that it's possible for the right person to come in while you're the wrong person? Can the two things coexist? And I don't know what they said because I... It's a no. (laughs) It's a no. So yeah, Yeah. okay. Well, that's a beautiful thing to bring up, how that works, right? Like what I believe, if you're calling in your partner, let's say you're consciously calling in your partner, because there's points where you can consciously be single and have a lot of sexual experiences. Again, I think that's... You don't like that. That's not for you. You've done that or you haven't done that. I've definitely been there for sure. Because I'm also like, because I also, I'm like, and I, I know I have friends who feel the same way and, and we've talked about it uh, at great length. Like, I'm like, I'm very sexual. I'm mm-hmm. Alexi. I'm very, I'm Alexi. I, <laughs> I love sex. I hope <laughs> men can choose that they love sex and they, you know, can have it and take it or leave it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was like, I'm just a sexual person. I'm not going to be told by society that I, and then I really did try to look at myself and go, but why? Like, yeah. why? You know, and I'd be like, well, I love the pillow talk and the intimacy. And like, I just love the physical act of sex. It's like a... Mm-hmm. Or I feel like sex is my version of meditating because it's the only time my brain shuts off and it's a human natural thing. But then I go, but why? But why? Like, why is this how I get validated? Or like, And I hope every girl is listening to this. Go, like, go deeper. What was your answer? You know, I, oh, well, if I really look at myself, yeah. it's because uh, well, my, my dad was a complete Lothario, reduce women to like their pussy, like yep. his words, you know, like yeah. when I learned, you know, the words like chwad, pussy, well, horrible things about women talking about them, like what a woman's worth is and just the thing, the gnarliest things. And my house is so overly sexualized. Mm-hmm. Like so many, like, like I don't watch porn in my life because mm-hmm. I had a, because I had judgment about seeing this in my upbringing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there was like porn and vibrators and whips. I'm getting very honest about my own it's great. childhood. No, cause like, you're going to help a lot of people right now. Yeah, you're like answering it. Whips and porn and, and dirty comic books, like this comic book called, I mean, I don't know, whatever called like cherry pop tart, like all these things. And I would like touch myself and really, I, you know, I had all these sexual experiences, watched my dad just like had all these photos of women, take nude photos because he's a photographer. And like, and I just thought, yeah, so I guess. And this is reparenting 101. <laughs> I get, yeah. And it's so weird though. Like, and only recently did I, do I feel like, you know, and I, I'm going to go off on this for a moment. Great. But, uh, but like even last January, not like I ended this behavior, but last January I was dating like a guy who was like a total Adderall addict, super wealthy, well-known, really was mad about me, total codependent relationship. Mm-hmm. Immediately we were like mm-hmm. this. And I was like, oh, I was like, I love that. I love codependent Which relationships. I call, I call it trauma bonding. That's trauma bonding. Reason, yeah. I love that phrase. Yeah. Yes. We full on trauma bonding, my favorite, mm-hmm. super passionate. Addicted to each other. Totally addicted yeah. to each other. And, but I was like narrating this, like ver- like to him the whole time, like this feels unhealthy. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> and I knew it was so unhealthy, but I like so wanted to work because I just wanted to be wanted. And I just you was- got it. And then I went, I feel like I'm, to him, I was like, I feel like I'm being tested. The universe is testing me and I have to walk, I was like, I have to walk away from this. Like, but I so don't want to believe this is a test. I want to believe that this is not a test and I've just found my person. And most women do. I hope you're listening. If you're this type of woman, um, that's where most women are. And that's why you're explaining exactly why I don't condone the like, the feminist empowered sexuality, because I've met so few women that are authentic authentically in their worth about 
that. It's yeah. actually a very, very, very small number. Yeah. Most women. I'm glad. Good. You're having a. Like, oh, no. My nose is running. Yeah. I'm not crying. Okay, my nose is running. Like, I'm glad you're happy. You are. That's good. I will, I will be in tears in a second, but not now. <laughs> I'm like, but beautiful. But most women are like exactly what you were saying before. It's like, I'm empowered. I'm going to do it. In, in my practice, I find that. And I've been at that point myself. And it was bullshit. It's total bullshit. Yeah. It's unresolved issues of where you weren't getting your needs met by your dad. You were having, uh, I mean, I won't get into all the terminology around it. it. Essentially, like you were out seeking validation that you weren't receiving um, both in two compartments, like through enmeshment as well as enmeshment. Enmeshment. Yeah. Yeah, I read this book that Neil Strauss wrote. It's great. Have you read uh, The Truth? The Truth. It's it's a good one. People want to hate Neil Strauss because of the game. Yeah, fuck that. No, he is so brilliant and wonderful. That book is was my childhood an enmeshed yes. relationship with my father where I was like basically like my father's girlfriend my mom had, had to protect herself and get out of there my mom was on the podcast and we actually talked about that my mom Good. was lucky to get away and I was there mm-hmm. and I was essentially made to be a man wasn't molested like and I've really looked into that but you that. were in a way yeah, yeah it's yeah, called it's what's emotional it? incest emotional yeah. incest exactly Ugh. which I was gonna say and I didn't want to say you no know. say it oh yeah. my god um, and For so sure. most women who are overly sexual, sexualized women in any capacity have been exposed to some sort of emotional incest. Any, I mean, there's so many degrees of what they could have experienced around it. Very, very, very few women are in their power about their sexuality. And mm-hmm. so when you're working with the universe, it doesn't matter what I'm saying, you know, at all. All it matters is your energetics of your subconscious beliefs that you're putting out there. So if you're on a conscious level saying like, I'm this empowered woman, I'm going to be sleeping with people like good luck manifesting your partner. It's not coming because you're not in your worth where your true worth lies is in your subconscious, which is very unresolved, very low and just trying to seek out that validation and love and connection it didn't receive when it was little. Therefore, your partner's not coming through. And furthermore, when you have have people filling that space, especially what I call tests that are just testing you. The universe is like, oh, no, 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 she's not in her power because when we're manifesting something, it's usually greater than where we are right now. There, Otherwise, we would have it, meaning it has a greater self-worth than where we are. So we have to grow our self-worth to align what we're calling in. And usually what we want is greater. So in partnership, I'm sure what you were wanting is a committed situation with autonomy and respect and creativity. And you certainly weren't getting that. He's kind. I can trust him. He's loyal. Like we're, there's a, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. My eyes are welling up. Yes. And also I wish you guys out there listening could like, I don't know what my face looks like, but I, it's have, a, I have a lot of feelings on my, I'm just like, yeah, tell me more. Oh my yeah. God. What? Yes, Lizzie. Don't stop. And yet I'm interrupting you. Okay. Keep no, going. No, no, it's well, great. I'm fully with you. You're so right on. Keep going. No. And you're, thank you for being so vulnerable because so many women and even men tuning in are going to be able to connect to what you just said. So many people that are putting out the ego shell of I'm this empowered sexual person, so I should be able to do whatever, whatever, whatever. Most of the time when we're being over-sexual or we're choosing situations that aren't serving us, which I'm going to say that's what those are because they're just validating your own issues. It's trauma, trauma bonding. Um, You are continuing to communicate with the universe that you don't deserve what you want. Your worth isn't there as well as you don't trust the universe is going to give that to you. So that's what I call tests. Um, and you weren't passing them. I wasn't. <laughs> but it's but good. You lived in, you were living and learning. But I just said my last podcast, cause my friend was like, my friend Nora was my guest and uh, she's a really great writer, director, actress in a very healthy, wonderful relationship. And I was like, we we're talking about relationships. And I went, yeah, I do feel like I've hit rock bottom, like rock bottom where I just, I don't, 
I don't, I'm too, I'm exhausted. You're I don't, stepping into your power. I don't, your authenticity. Yeah, I don't want to have to take shit anymore. I don't want, that's where you're getting. I don't want to be touched. I don't want anybody. Yeah. I don't want a casual make. I don't want that. I want, I want something good. Like I just, I really do. And I'm just like, oh God. And this is something so important for listeners to recognize. Like, so when I get clients and this is so common with women, it's, I mean, mm, I see it so much women in my practice who are, um, they'll be with, they'll have attracted in a list, you know, cause that's how I help people call things in. I don't believe in vision boards. And so they'll, uh, they'll be like, he's the list, he's this. And, and I'm like, where's the red flags? Cause that, you know, and then, yeah. So I'm quickly interrupting this episode to invite you if you're ready to start your manifestation journey or if anything you've heard in our manifestation episodes has piqued your interest to begin. We have a la carte workshops in everything from the basics bundle, which is what we recommend to everyone who starts. It's the formula that actually teaches you how to manifest, unblocked inner child and unblocked shadow. We also have a la carte workshops on love and money. But the real gem is the Pathway membership because it encompasses every single workshop we have. It's a year-long membership with full access to the few a la carte offerings we have and exclusive workshops not available anywhere else, such as the daily practice, which is what everybody in the Pathway uses, hopefully at least three times a week to daily in order to truly create the new neural pathways that one needs in order to manifest and houses the library of our deep imaginings, which is our unique hypnosis process that allows you to get into your subconscious and overwrite those old neural pathways, creating the new ones. You can use our special code EXPANDED, all caps, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D, to receive $20 off your first a la carte workshop purchase or $20 off your first month of the pathway. Again, that's all caps, EXPANDED, E-X-P-A-N-D-E-D. Okay, now back to the episode. he did this but I don't think it meant that you know it's all the shit and I'm like listen and I'm very frank with my women because I don't want them wasting their time I want them to be in their power and choose if they want or don't want what's coming through and I'll be like look I'm an advisor I'm not a coach I can advise you like a financial advisor would tell you what to do with your investments you then can choose to do whatever you want so I give them two choices and I'm like he is a test he's not your person but you can do two things one you can fucking run into the fire and I prefer you to do that I, I want you to get burned so bad that you hit your rock bottom that you'll never touch that fire again because you're going to learn your threshold for trust in the universe and you're going to make yourself so sick out of lack of self self-respect that you're going to start to do the work to gain that self-respect. So there's two options. Other, And when you do run into that fire and you do engage with that test, all it means is another test is going to come through for you. So your person can't come through until you start passing tests and you start growing your word. Wait a minute. Let me get this straight because I think I ran into the fire with uh, a test. Yes. We went as far as to go to a Ram Dass retreat together, which oh, was really cool. hilarious. And he, I love it. Like he was all fucked up, and you guys are at a Ram Dass retreat. And people retreat. know who we're talking about. Whatever. Like yeah. I, you know, I've had a conversation with him. He knows how I feel about the situation. He's fine. He's 
he's and you're he's so candid about your dating life. Well, so no, no, getting no. In with it, right? no, no, no. Oh I'm wow, not. I am not candid with my dating life. I am wow. very. I mean, whatever my blog used to be, like okay, I'm not. I see, so I, I am very like the fact that I even said that I went to a Ramdas retreat with this person who was a test is like a not not my favorite thing that I'm doing right now, and okay. I'm not. And I want to make clear, like. Like I may have tests. People, men may present themselves as test me. That doesn't mean he's not a wonderful That's man. That's exactly what I was going to say. That man was wonderful. We you had a were trip. His test as well. I was his <laughs> test. We are <laughs> living our lives. Yes. By, but together and like you know, and, and to his words, not mine. But uh, you know, there's him and there's me and then there's an us and mm-hmm. then uh, and that us was not not right. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I ran into the fire with this person. But it's funny that I ended up with him. And he, you know, because he was going to this thing and invited me to go. We went to a Ram Dass retreat. So, like, <laughs> by the end of the trip, I was just like, oh, uh, like, just like, there's a lot of stuff that happened. And then the, the end of it, you like, you know, sit and meet Ram Dass. It's so intense. And I'm like, what am I doing? Oh my God, what is this? And, I, and then part of me was like, maybe this is all blowing up in my face and, and having a, a crazy ending because. Ramdas wanted it like this. Like, <laughs> because maybe like Ramdas is like magic and like sprinkle me with magic, being like, you're here and you've come to me and he's the test and now you're back in LA and it's ended because Ramdas, me, me Ramdas <laughs> wants it like it's for you, Alexi. <laughs> anyway. I love it. Do you like Ramdas? I do. You do? I really do. Maybe yeah. it was Ramdas's magic. I mean, I, I believe, like. I also did acid and I did like, Yeah, like, at the Ramdas retreat? Yeah, I like microdose acid. I mean, that's why I, I like, I keep telling all my friends, I'm like, I never do drugs. They're like, Alexi, you've done a lot of drugs, especially <laughs> like with this one person you dated. And, uh, and I'm like, yeah, because I was on, I was on the ride, man. And then like, you're on the I, I was wave. The, and, and that's why I like did drugs on New Year's Eve because I had the remnants of this drug from this <laughs> friend of mine. So you really like took the fire all the way. Like, I took it's the out fire. Now, right? It's out. I, I'm not even, I'm really trying not to drink. Good job. I don't. Yeah. I, we'll talk about alcohol and drugs and like in, yeah. all that in a moment, but go. So running back to the fire. Yeah. Hit. So I, Sorry. I, I love that. Like when, you know, when, and when anyone is, um, I'll say microdosing with anything, because right when we date emotionally unavailable people, we're microdosing. It's a drug. We're doing it to seek validation from the wrong place over and over again. So it's a form of checking out. It's a form of a high, you know. So if you're doing that in any capacity, yeah. like whatever you're up to, and myself included, I mean, when I was working at the Thirsty Crow, every night was whiskey and coke. Like I've been, really, yeah. Oh my You've god, you've done that stuff. Oh yeah. Who are get out? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm all yes. Oh <laughs> okay. my god! You oh my know. god! Yeah, I was. I loved partying. Yeah, it was a blast. And that I was knew a, you were cool. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> it's like the drugs club. Yeah, no, I, I mean, really don't. Do, I'm really I'm not. not that like I, even so. Like my fiance now, he's sober, but like I wasn't ever hard. Like all I did was coke, booze. I did a little MDMA. Yeah, because you go on your journey, and this is how you. I mean, you don't have to do these things, but I know no. I've, I've had sex with so many people. I've experimented with stuff. And then, yeah, and we're learning the test and all this stuff. Yeah. This is part of it. How do you know yourself? It's a contrast. Or no, whatever. you know what's funny is I like I loved partying and I probably still would do. I mean, I never was out of control because I come from an alcoholic parent. So you're oh, like the most controlling too. person on the planet. <laughs> like, So I've never blacked out in my life. Oh, I have. None of that. Whoops. But I loved like as an Aquarius experiencing other realms yeah. and like going to places with yeah. people. I love that. Um, but what's so unfortunate is the moment I started having what I'll call an awakening at 25, I've be, I become more and more and more and more sensitive where my body can't even handle booze anymore. It's like to do this work, I can't. And it's 
such a burden because it's like I want to be in the south of France drinking rosé and like having a blast and smoking a joint once in a while. Do you not drink at all? No, I can't. I had, yeah, a sip recently of um, my dad's sake and I was out for a week. Do you know that I, lately when I've been drinking rosé, even on New Year's Eve, because I was drinking rosé and I thought, oh, I might not even do drugs and I started, (laughs) and then I just like started giving them to people. But oh, even on New Year's Eve when I was drinking rosé, I was like, it's acidic. It's just like so acidic in my it. body. It's yeah. like, yeah, and it wasn't like making me tipsy in a fun way. It was just making me feel like paranoid. Yeah. Not about. even paranoid. Just like my body physically felt acidic in my system. Gross. Yeah. So Heavy. that's annoying. It's so <laughs> annoying. Isn't that like, how do the French do this? How do the French do it? They but just like go, they have cognac after dinner. Yeah. Like this is who I am in my mind. Like my, I'm like too. a French man in my mind. I'm like some very curated um, Instagram account where yeah. it's all these wonderful quotes and like pictures of beautiful women with <laughs> Perfect bangs, like Perfect. living their lives on the back of a scooter or something. Or like, yeah, like you know those accounts? around their yeah, around God, their neck. God, yeah, it's always on the it. Explorer page. I'm like, who are these perfect people? These tiny thighs. Totally. Okay, but who so can probably drink loads of rosé and not feel bad? I think yeah. they're lying. I but know. Uh, so wait, so you're 25. <laughs> where were we? We're all over the place. Wait, I, I hit my rock bottom. Yeah, you're 25. Oh, um, but this is good for a moment, just mm-hmm. to get grounded and figure out where the hell we were. But, oh, we have a lot of, tell me more. What were we saying? I mean, well, long story short, like it's with that, I'll finish off that. It just became a burden. Like I can't even have sugar anymore. I have a lot of endocrine stuff. And I think the more, I don't know, like conscious, the more sensitive we become, like the less our body can energetically tolerate. But also you need to be, you need to be available to people. So clear. So you need to be clear. It's like irresponsible on your part. Yes. And I think that's been like the, and you know, what's really super funny about this. I still have the list. I think it was four years ago. I want to say when I started like manifesting that I wanted to get married and have a family and all the things were coming through on that list. I was like, I, I want to manifest a no sugar household. I don't want any sugar. I don't want to drink. I want it. I want it to be this like very clear expanded person. And I fucking manifested it, but like, not because I want to. And I'm like, I don't want it anymore. I don't want it. You know, my body legitimately can't handle it. But I also think it's coincided with I I feel like I didn't choose this career. I feel like this career has chosen me and it's like a burden because I think that in order to do this work, there has to be such a level of clarity. I have to be able to channel like at all times the messages that are coming through to me to communicate that it's like I wish I could just, again, be like a French dude, like in the south of France, like having tons of women, drinking cognac. I just this is my dream. Yeah. And I don't feel like your intuition. Do you meditate? I do twice a day. Because that that does that help me fine tune you into being to be able to communicate to like hear you know what intuition does more than anything because I do so many I say I feel like you throw it out there I've done it yeah the practices and the rituals and what works more than anything is having no pressure on my plate and having complete alone time I don't have to be in meditation like things come through rapidly and always for me but that's what opens up the channel so big so what I mean by pressure is like I don't have any work pressure on me I don't have societal pressure on me as well as I'm in full aloneness I mean I Vedic meditate I do kundalini like speaking of Ramda I do so much stuff and all of that stuff is good it's all great but it doesn't serve me as much as just the simplicity of pure alone time no pressure if I have that it's like get out a notebook it'll be full by the end of two days so what's pressure 
pressure for me because being like a child of an alcoholic, you become a a perfectionist and a control freak. And so pressure for me when it comes to work is my biggest, you know? And so for me, it's just making sure everything's perfect, done, complete. Like, and I just hired a team who I've been able to delegate all of that to for this simple reason to just be able to channel, to just receive the stuff, to get the creativity, the ideas, the new teachings and have these people who are even more talented than I am actually carry them out and they bring so much to the table in terms of creativity. So that's where I learned like the true pressure relieves. And then it's wild when I'm on vacation anywhere that is like damp or rainy inward. It's like a flood of information comes through at those points. And that's because I don't have any pressure of friendships, of community of social media you know I just got back from Scotland for the new year and I we were always at hotels that didn't have wi-fi which was actually not fun not fun (laughs) not at all stressful yeah so stressful when you you know work in this realm yeah and it was rainy we were on like estates that were farms it just it was pure clarity your Instagram was working yeah so that's good like I was doing Instagram story I was watching where I could yeah but when you say completely alone but isn't your fiance there he is and it's hard when oh, he's around you gotta get him out of there I'm just kidding but you guys <laughs> he live- feels the same about oh, me really yeah, yeah well we're both like this is the beauty of this relationship that I called in yeah. it is so powerful in the sense that we're both so autonomous and so, I mean so autonomous and so creatively in pursuit and total workaholics so if you can't have one that way and one not that way in a relationship somebody's always going to feel neglected or left out or whatever but because we're both so powerful and driven it's the beautiful most beautiful balance so when we're on vacation we're both like we start to get itchy where he's like I think I'm getting depressed on vacation because you're not doing enough right that's how I felt in Hawaii I was like 10 days in Hawaii I'm relaxed yeah let's get out of here I know it was crazy and unfortunately for him his work isn't really on the road like mine I can sit and geek out and you know do oh yeah you have a laptop yeah I'm fine. I'm yeah. fine. So yeah. I can like have that, you know, that hit. That what does drive. he do? We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. Oh, no, it's great. So he has a clothing line that's called Older Brother. Older Brother. That mm-hmm. sounds great. That sounds like what my future partner should be wearing. Yes, he Nothing should. but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You're calling that in. Where is he? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, because another part of me and then we're going to go. Uh, yeah, wait, yeah. you said Older Brother? Yeah. Um, I also am starting to, to put this belief in like, I'm starting to say, well, why do we need relationships? Are they really helpful anyway? You're just, you're, that's just that's me talking. I'm a cope. I'm coping. coping. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if like I think I need to be alone, and like maybe kids will just get like, uh, like I'm like talking myself out of having kids and trying to justify like why relationships are actually in in fact unhealthy uh-huh. and would mean I'd have to compromise <laughs> and they get in the way and nothing really helps you thrive if you're in a like relationships don't help you thrive here's the deal like everybody's <laughs> sense of relationship looks different and feeling we as species need connection period and we that do. can look different for everybody oh but I want my dream connection so yes. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just talking just self- myself out of bullshit that's all you're doing you're it's self-sabotage no right? you're not even self-sabotaging you're self-soothing that's I'm what's self-soothing. Happening. You're like, no, it's cool. I'm okay without this. I don't need that. I never. Maybe that's stupid. 
good. That's, I won't be able to really work the way I want to work the way I need to work. Yeah. I have another person, but which that's isn't just, true. It's not true. No, you'll find that if. And so here's like a really big component to my work. So a lot of these like new, I call them pop new age rhetoric manifestation techniques are always like visualize, just visualize what you want and it'll come. And I don't know about you, but I fucking visualized till I was blue in the face yeah. in my early 20s and stuff wasn't coming. Yeah. And again, getting back to the subconscious, I believe that if we grow up with this structure of belief that we imprinted from our childhood from zero to 14, um, if it's limiting versus what we want, we have to expand into doing that by what I call seeing as believing, having expanders. So what that means is like you need to go out and find the relationship dynamic that you want. You need to see it, relate to it and go, oh, I can have that too. And so it has to be actual people that inspire you, that have the dynamic of what you're wanting specific to your needs you have to show your subconscious that it exists your subconscious doesn't believe that it's possible until it sees it yeah so that's where visualization it'll i mean you have go to for see it, it in the real world yeah i feel like i have that you I've do you have that. a lot of them and so here's the component so there's only two things that like can be going three things really that can be going on if you don't have your partner one, <laughs> that you're not expanded through what we're talking about, which you very well could be. You could have a ton of those around where you're like, okay, yeah, no, I'm just as good as that chick. And that dude is oh, like, I don't know if I think I'm just as good as that chick. So there's that. Bing, bing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so that's where we get into the second thing, which is low self-worth, that you don't actually believe you deserve it on a subconscious level. So it doesn't matter what you're saying in your conscious mind. It means in your subconscious mind, which again, like doing any of those tools that are whatever, super affordable. I made them really cheap so people would find do this work, you get to go in a hypnotic state and actually see what you believe on a subconscious level and start to work with that because it's usually very, very different than our conscious minds of what we believe. So that's the second component if it's not here. And then the third is, is that you're not passing tests. So it means that you're continuing to settle for the same low self-worth thing over and over and over again. So you say that now that I got rid of the blown up, blown mm -hmm. up experience that I went through. You're I'm rock bottom. I'm rock bottom. Well, we, but Hopefully. I'm, but I'm going to get another test. Yes, hundred. You might even get a few tests. A because, few tests. So here's how it rolls, right? Oh like, <laughs> tell me. You need to go expand. So, okay. like, and what I mean by that is expanders. You go and find those relationships, but it's so important that your expanders, that you identify with the woman in it, and that you also believe you're just as good as her, or if not better. I know that sounds weird. It's an energetic. I love that you're giving me the specifics. You're really breaking it down so I can understand. Because when yes. I like, I, I need information to be land yeah. to land in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> and I like I like landing information when I communicate. So this is very helpful for, to me and my listeners. I need to believe that I'm as good as the woman yes. in, the in the relationship. And that you could have it too. And then so I if there's any like, well, she comes from money or she's skinnier or whatever bullshit, like and shadowy stuff. And, and if they're in an open relationship, that's not the one I'm going for. So I got to remember that. It won't that. be an okay, expander for gotcha. you. Do you not like open relationships? I mean, here's my deal with them. I think I believe in all forms of like any connection you want to have with a person. If you guys are consciously creating that together. I don't want I don't like them. <laughs> Not I, for me. Like I personally, again, I just think when you are, there's childhood shit. That, like Neil Strauss's book. It's a perfect example of that, right? It's just inner child. It's like you Does he talk about open relationships in that? I forgot. Oh my God. He like oh, got into yes. all the things. <laughs> oh yes. I forgot where he's trying to like, okay, yes, yes, you're yeah, right. Yeah. All right. So. Polyamorous, oh. like all the, and it's again, you just learn that I just can't. it's just childhood shit, right? That you're trying to work out. So um, you're going to, I'm going to get a few tests. Yes. All right. You are, so you need to be expanded. You need to go out and find these relationships that you, they really 
they don't have to be exact, but that they s- specifically fit the energy of what you want. Maybe you're, here's an example, right? Like when I was calling in my current fiance, I... How long have you been together for? Going on three years oh my now. That's incredible. Yeah, I know. Great. I know. It's so sweet. So when you're calling him in. Yeah. Like um, I knew I wanted something very different than what I had called in at 25, who was a phenomenal like ex and incredible person. And I just think the world of him, but we both grew in very different ways and wanted different things. And so when I was calling in this one, um, there were things on it that like had to be met um, on my list that I wanted. So in order, for <laughs> I'm blowing my nose, guys. Keep going. So yes, keep going. And um, in order for me to attract him, I would have had to have seen that he, that version of this person, exists, and that I'm capable of having him. So that's the requirement for these what I call expanders, expand your subconscious beliefs. So you have to go find those. And again, if there's anything like, oh, but they're in an open relationship, or like she's this and I can't be that, they're not a true expander. It has. There's an aha moment that happens where you go, oh, well, if they have it, I can totally have it. When you have that, you know, you've just expanded. So you need, I always say like grab three or so of those because you need, if depending on where your self-worth is at, if it's pretty low, you need a few of them because your self-worth is always going to talk you out of why you, they could have it and you can't. Oh, wow. Is that ego? It's ego. Yeah. Um, and all ego is a shadow. So that stuff I was talking about earlier that you're throwing shadow into your self? shadow. Yes, okay. That's what ego is. Okay. And that's what most of us are just, we are, most of us are just walking around shadows. That's it. Like we're just, we're just, we're just unconsciously, uh, <laughs> playing out living shit from childhood over and, and over living and over by again. these beliefs that we don't even realize we're living At by all. that we didn't choose to have that we don't want. Exactly. And this is not a joke, but I don't know if this is allowed. Uh, I use couples on real housewives as potential <laughs> expanders. They better not be. <laughs> no. You want th- is that what you want? I think Ken and- like all divorced. And uh-uh, happy, no. <laughs> Ken and Lisa. Oh, I don't know. I don't watch it. Okay. I've caught a few episodes of um, okay. the, Beverly, the LA one and I was like, shit, this is intense. <laughs> I love these shows. I'm like, I'm like, Ken and Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump. If they have it, they seem great. Uh, so TV, great. This is a good note because actually TV uh, is a phenomenal uh, place, especially for relationships to find expanders. Why? Are you serious? 100%. Okay. Why is because when we're watching TV, we go into a hypnotic state. We go from what our conscious state is, which is beta. That's what we're in now. And we go into either alpha or theta. When we're in that, that's when our subconscious comes forward and it can't tell the difference between what's real or not real. So when it, again, it doesn't understand, it's our limbic brain, our prehistoric brain. So it can't understand that this is a TV show and it's not three dimensional and any of that kind of stuff. So when you're watching Ken and Lisa (sighs) and you're like, oh my God, that exists. And he treats her like that. And that we could be rich and all that stuff. Your subconscious is registering that as like, oh, that's possible is it the quality of the relationship or does it matter if he's like much older than her mm. but they seem very happy is it, is it his matter can, i always say you can get like fragments i'm on fra- like this is like the quality uh, of the relationship okay and i yes. have that with other lots of other friends that like so make stuff together if you want a guy with money or whatever if that's your thing and again when you're manifesting out of ego i, mean, I want more than that you guys like, yeah. not just, I, don't, I don't want like okay at least he's like so you uh <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be the worst, but I'm just, you know, I want to laugh. I want to be inspired by, I want to make stuff together. But like not have to be stressed. Yes. 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 I want my plate clean of of stress, but you know. chef, like, you know, that's not weird. Keep going. Not at all. Okay. But so if you want, you say fragments. Um, So fragments, but like going back to actually just this conversation. Also, it's, it's so important to get real with yourself of what you do want. That's getting back to your authentic self and it can't be ego. So what I'm super lenient on what ego means too. It doesn't mean 
becoming a monk who's very evolved in the Himalayas. To me, it means that you're doing it not for exterior validation, but to again, feed your authentic essence. So here's a really superficial, like totally relatable example for a lot of people. Say you're manifesting, um, uh, I I always use this one, say you're manifesting a trip to Iceland because like you want that fucking Ram Dass ex to see you there and how cool your shit in life is now. Oh my God, we on Instagram maybe? Yeah, on Instagram. Okay. Right? Okay, let's do that. He unfollowed me, but whatever. (laughs) He probably, I'm sure, stalks you still. He looks sometimes. Yeah, okay. He has to, right? You can see by who's popping up first and shit. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Okay, so. Yes. um, Let's say that you're manifesting for that. That's A, two things are going to happen. Number one, it's not coming. Or B, it will come to blow up in your face. It's going to teach you a lesson to knock you back in. It's called a test. It's going to knock you back into your authentic self. So whenever you're manifesting out of that, it's very unsuccessful. But. If you, like me, I kept getting, I call them pings, like a download. Mid last year, I was like, Scotland, Scotland. It would come up in my dreams. Like, you got to go to Scotland. There's something there for me in Scotland. I don't know what it is, but it's like my soul's being sirened there. So like, let's say that's happening for Iceland and you, it's because you have to see the landscape before global warming ruins it. If you're manifesting that, that's from your essence. So don't be like, if your essence feels like it needs luxury or whatever, like don't deny yourself. It needs luxury. Right. You know that. So it fucking manifest that. Like, <laughs> some people don't care about that. And that's OK. Yeah. It's in my chart. Like when I get my Vedic astrology readings, it's like you are someone who's supposed to be around luxury. You will always have money. Like, period. I put this on my story yesterday. I burned a quesadilla I could I barely make. That. Yeah, I, I could barely figure out how to make a quesadilla. Made tried to make one in my oven. Uh, it went up in smoke. And I was like, I am just meant to order takeout. OK, that's I'm just meant to make a lot of money. Yeah. And eat at restaurants. Or have like a really healthy chef. And have a healthy chef. Jesus. Who can like take breaks and you go out to restaurants. I know. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, whatever. But, uh, but yes. Okay. So yes, be honest and like in tune and like in alignment with yourself when you're not, you don't need exterior value. If it's for exterior validation, for things to notice you, for you to get love, it's just not going to happen. I I understand. Yeah. yeah, You're going to, it's going to blow up in your face. So that's the, there's that. Right. Um, now I don't remember where we were at. Oh, you're talking about, um, Wait, find exterior examples in TV. It's like it's yes. okay to find Those the expanders. Are great okay. Oh, yeah. So back to you dating. And right? your list. Right. So there's a lot more that goes into dating that people will know. But for you, there's three components you need to know right now is A, you need expansion. So until your subconscious is seen to believe, there's no space for your manifestation to actually come through. Just the same stuff can show up because you're not expanded. So that's one part. Second part is you need to be doing the subconscious work to raise yourself worth. So, okay, because that's really interesting because I want to do that because I did a list a while ago where I went, what are all my unconscious beliefs? Because I felt like I could draw, pull them up. And yeah. it's like, uh, you're going to be blown away when you get down there. And start men, to see. I was like, men hate women. Women are idiots. Yeah. Uh, you can't trust blah, blah. Um, it's okay for other people to be successful, but not for me. Yeah. It's allowed, but not for me. Yeah. Um, it's all bullshit. I'm supposed to struggle. It's going to be like this forever. Um, I'm weird looking. I'm totally. This, my, I, this I mean, is I all wrote, called shadow. So, but if I'm able, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of other oh, shit. There's so much. But yeah. if I'm able to pull it up, 
Okay, so you take it. So you're yeah. about to say it. So, so, so you got to look at that. all the things you're listing, which is really important. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure it's a long list of why we could hate ourselves yeah. and think we're not worthy of yeah. something. Um, it's all called shadow. So what that means is when you were little, you learned these beliefs through you witnessing, modeling, it sounds like your dad and how he treated women. And then also your mom. I don't know much about her, but I'm assuming she wasn't an expander for you. And so I know, but she's probably great. My mom either. My mom's amazing, but she's a raging alcoholic and you know, it just means she hasn't worked out her shit, but she's an awesome, beautiful heart. So you have all these things and then you're probably, you were raised in LA. So yeah. now you're raised around all the superficial, superficiality and that looks mean everything and that you see uber success versus like crazy poverty or like lack of poverty, all that kind of stuff yeah. that created your subconscious. So when you're just this little essence, you know, witnessing the world and the people who are supposed to be your caretakers that are selflessly supposed to be there to nurture you, but they're not, you're going to start creating all of the shame because maybe you're at school where you didn't have a lot of money and your mom wasn't around. Oh, and, and I, I was like, I had entree into like rich and famous people's houses there you go. and then I'd be back in my like apartment yes. where I was like embarrassed to invite people over and my dad was like a hoarder but then if I had a birthday party we'd have to like shamefully clean up the place to yes. like so it's like I had like one identity if people were coming over but I was still embarrassed but it, but then like when they weren't over it was a nightmare. And people are listening, right? Because that's a clear example of your authentic self versus your shadow self. And so most of us are just walking shadows, meaning we're a compilation of all of that shame and those beliefs where we picked up we weren't good enough. All of it's not true. It just means you didn't witness the programming of expansion growing up. We can be anything. Like I, there's, I've worked with so many different types of people at this point in the thousands that... You, like anyone's capable of anything anybody can manifest so you bring up the the shadow beliefs mm -hmm. right the so there's a sh yeah how do you get rid of them so here there's a shadow workshop that addresses like just the shadow and you're going to go through all sorts of shit in there it's going to be like um you're going to do a lot of hypnosis to meet your shadow self you're going to work with your beliefs and start to actually be able to define them through hypnosis and through journal prompts you're going to really start to figure out jesus this is what they are and then you're going to have to do all sorts of shit in the world like email three friends or people you trust and be like okay tell me like tell me what my worst stuff is like I need to meet my shadow and of course sift through them realizing that their shadow can show I mean it's a lot of wait your stuff. friends you have to email your friends yeah and oh. you're it's it's work like you want to start facing who your shadow is versus your authentic what do I self. ask them tell me what my stuff is I toss the plate tell me what yeah what is wrong with Not me what is wrong with you like um, oh my god yeah it's like the three you, you I like to give a number three things that I'm doing to self-sabotage myself where I'm insecure um, and get really honest, you know, you've got to start to address that shadow and then you go and work on it. Can I ask my mom or no? The thing is, is you want to ask people who are balanced enough to give you correct information. Oh, I have like lots of bipolar friends. Yeah. Is no. that not allowed to ask my bi bipolar friends? Here's the thing. That was the most <laughs> earnest thing I've ever said on my podcast because I'm not even yeah. joking. <laughs> no, here's the deal with manifestation. I always tell people, like if I get people who come to me and I can sense borderline or I can sense delusion I'll be like look I'm wasting your money until you are in a place of wanting absolute pure clarity you manifestation and getting in touch with like truly like not even getting in touch 
deprogramming to become your authentic self. You have to be the most, um, you can't be a victim. <laughs> you have to be open to total brutal self-awareness. Um, if there's any form of delusion, it's a disservice because you're just not facing the potential of what you can be manifesting, nor are you going to manifest. So don't ask them. So don't ask them because okay. they're not going to be able to give you the grounded true information. Don't ask my mom. Don't ask them. Oh God. Yeah. I feel like I'm already aware of so much of it, but I guess it really will help to hear it. And, and like for someone like you, where it would really benefit is to like actually get down into the hypnosis and bring your subconscious up and start to actually see, cause we, it will blow your mind. So the two that are the most important are shadow and reprogramming, or I'm sorry, reparenting because where we everything we manifest from still over and over and over the patterns in our lives, which you'll learn how to break that down where you'll be able to look at every guy you attracted in and be like, Oh my God, this is why I attract. This is my pattern. When you're in the reparenting, you get to actually open up the window to every single thing you're manifesting in your life right now is completely just a pattern from childhood. And then you get to pull it all up and start to reprogram it through neuroplasticity. So like nothing could be more advantageous when it comes to manifesting, because if you're expanding, you're doing that and you're passing tests, you're manifesting. And that's where it's like things like, these books out there that failed me for a long time, they're just not helping anyone because when you tell someone to think positive... Delusional. It, it's you're, delusional. It's delusion. You stay yeah. in your comfort zone, nothing changes, and you don't manifest shit. Um, if you come from like 1% of society who had a really beautiful childhood, very little shame, tons of expansion in the career they wanted, the relationship they want, the yeah. lifestyle they who want... Who are these people? Who are they? Are they I guess there are expanders. There are people who can <laughs> manifest from thinking positive. Very, very, very few people on the planet are that. And so that's why you got to do the work. Like you just have to do I, there's, It's the only thing I can tell people. And yeah. then there's a process to go with it. Like, oh, my God. I can't wait to do both of those. I'm yeah. totally, you guys, I'm not <laughs> fucking around. I'm not even joking. I'm not saying this like like I'm going to. I want to see what your next year is like if you really do it. Because I know that I get very defensive. Mm -hmm. I And that's just your shadow. Our ego hates dying. I hates dying. I think everybody hates me and is mad at me. Because I was always like, Daddy, are you mad at me? Are you it's mad a at codependent. me? Yeah. Um, so I think people are hating me, mad at me, and then I get defensive from that. I get angry very easily with men. Mm -hmm. With women, I just get very like hurt, mm -hmm. but I probably have acted a weird way to them in defense and they're probably reacting to that. You know, like I, I have an ability and a desire to look at myself, and I feel like I have been for a long time. Even, yeah. like, I've, I've actually You're a very self aware person. Grown, but like, yeah, it, but like a part of me is like tearing up because not even because of what might pop up, but because like I don't want to do the work and mm -hmm. it's scary and I know that I have to do the work and, uh, and well, there are three things I want to make sure I don't get off topic because I don't want to miss, I don't have that much time with you and I'll make sure I ring you dry. But uh, <laughs> I mean, this is like very cathartic and important and because I feel like the most important things are like money, love, mm -hmm. and career. That's what everybody, or then now throw a house into it. That's what everybody yeah, comes Yeah, a house for. and a Tesla. And so, so <laughs> yeah. when you're talking about, so doing all that work, yeah. I mean, how quick, like, so, and you can, you can um, be hypnotized via the videos. Totally. They're all, I record all of them for so people. Reparenting yeah. and so like, shadow. If I were to recommend That's right what now to do. what people could do, like if you're like, oh my gosh, you're I talking to me here. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, but for everybody. Yes. 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 This is a conduit to yeah. the world. This will be the coolest podcast you've ever been on and they're all going to get the help they need. You're welcome. Totally. Um, so I always tell people start with the formula and magnetism workshop. Why? It's a digestible 11 part videos. It's exactly what 
what you would get. Eleven parts. Like, like, yeah, it's like, how long? How much it's each one? Like five minutes. Five, okay, okay. So you can now digest it in a couple of hours, okay. one day, whatever oh, you want. I'll do it. You learn the fucking manifestation process. It tells you how to manifest. Then what you're going to learn in it is that you have to go pull up your subconscious and you have to start working there because you're going to learn like all about expanders and all those kind of things in the workshop. A lot of people don't want to do the work. They want the fast. I don't want to do the work. A lot of people don't. Right. It sucks. It's not fun. I think it's like super fun because I manifest so much when I do the work. So it's become very fun for me as same for other people. When things start to show up, they're going to be like, they get addicted to the work because it's like, oh, this is like helping. Things are coming, you know, but when you're first there and you're looking at your stuff and going through it, it can be hard. But the beauty is like, in most of them, right? So if you're in reparenting, like one of the first things you do is you meet your magnetic family. So it's one of them, like everyone will text me and be like, I'm bawling. I didn't want it to stop. It was so magical of like what could have been in my childhood. Oh my God. Because you're starting to reach your authentic self. That's just a connection with your authenticness. So it's not all like super heavy lifting and crazy. There's so much beauty that comes through it, breakthroughs. And the most important thing is that you're reprogramming your subconscious. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. So you do those two things. You start yeah, with the first start thing. with the thing just to learn the process of manifestation. And that's going to be different than like think positive and visualize, you know, all this shit. It's going to be like, this is what actually works. And it's very grounded. It's like simple psychology and neuroscience in my own process. Then you want to go right into reparenting is what I would suggest. How next. many of those? How many? Uh, so the way that they work um, and it's like so beta, you can access it from your it. phone, from yeah. your computer. I like wanted it for any like the most accessibility as possible for people because I just want them. This is like an infomercial on I know, manifestation. Like, I love it. I this like, is not a sponsored ad, you guys. Not, not at, at all. all. Okay. I'm like paying Alexi a <laughs> no. lot of money. For this <laughs> oh my God. No, but, but tell me, so how many, because I'm yeah. going to do this like tonight I'll be up until four in the morning. Great. Like, yeah, I mean, you stay up anyways. It looks like you're I do. I really do. <laughs> you might as well be productive I with know. this. I'm serious. Um, okay. So like you're, so what you'll do is you're, I would recommend is reparenting is the first thing. And the way that they're, you can call them modules. They don't really do that but it's they all have days attached to them so like reparenting is eight days it takes 20 or 30 minutes a day you can do it all in one fucking day if you want yeah i just space them out for days because some are heavy and people need space to process and digest oh that's nice yeah so and then a lot of people will be like i want to do a couple of them what should i do and if you're doing two at one time say you're doing shadow and which they correlate really well together shadow oh, you can do them at the same time you can do them at the same one, time one each a day one in the morning one in the evening is okay. what i tell people that's a good way to space out your your brain your subconscious to yeah. allow it to create those neural pathways and start to process and do the work and when you start this work i just like to caveat this for people shit's going to come up for you it's like when you do a juice detox right when you're doing a juice detox like all sorts of shit happens like toxins are releasing and you're getting headaches and chills and all these weird things it's kind of called like the kundalini flu when you're doing this an energetic detox can happen so things like you can start having really wild dreams where you're processing all of your stuff you can get the flu things can just happen to you because what's going on when you our brain controls everything in our body right so when we're in a hypnotic state and we're creating these different memories or healing old memories what's happening on a deep deep cellular level is we're releasing old energetic trauma so it's like it's like releasing toxins so 
I always tell people, support yourself while you're doing this work. Epsom salt baths, like massage if you can. Give yourself an Abhyanga Ayurvedic massage. It's free. Um, if you have a 12-step group, if you have a friend you can call, if you need it, you know, there's if you do Kundalini, there's this really great Kriya called Fists of Anger, which you can just Google on YouTube and it helps you move that energy around or get in a fucking baseball bat and hit it again <laughs> against your pillow. Yeah. But if you're needing support while you're moving this energy, just do it. Like people like, you know, some things can get heavy for them. For me, I, I like to just move through things because I see such incredible stuff start to happen when I do just sit and move through it that um, I'll be like, if you need to take a tiny break, take a day or two, but it's kind of like your yoga edge, like yeah. get back in it. Like don't give up because if you're really wanting to manifest, this is what's going to do it. It's growing your subconscious self-worth that's it it's expanding growing your subconscious self-worth and it's passing tests from the universe like that is in a nutshell those are the most important key components to manifesting it's not visualizing it's not thinking positive and it's certainly not like sleeping with the guy (laughs) it's just not yeah um poor Alexi your head's like spinning (laughs) no I'm just I want to try don't forget to ask you anything because like like, this is this is the most interesting this is like such a perfect beginning of the year yeah episode especially it sounds like you're on a good track for me for the listeners for anybody for like this is this is just really important I'm really glad you're here so thank you for being here I'm grateful this is like a really loving without you I wouldn't be blogging well I love that (laughs) yes exactly okay good so I don't feel I don't want to feel guilty for taking too much of your time which you have to work through okay so guilty saying I'm sorry okay but here's um all right. Oh, and is, is this is this the same um, uh, method? What about for bringing in money? Yeah. The same so there's and bringing a, your dreams, like career stuff. Everyone was coming to me for money, and there's a very specific energetic around attracting money. And there so is. it's different from the other stuff. Totally different okay. from the other stuff, and it's all about stepping into your worth and blocking, looking at the programming of money you grew up with, which is massive for everyone. Poor. People think I'm rich or something. It's so funny when people are like, "Oh, she's a rich kid. Her dad's a photographer. He's like yeah. this or that," and I'm like, "It's because what? you learned how to." like have that essence about you I yeah. mean maybe I'm, I'm tall <laughs> I learned how to have I, maybe I like copied good style or I found people maybe I looked for expanders at something like to be yeah. like I want to be fancy like these people I see on television or that's what they but but yeah, so the money is a different uh, energy. And so it's a total energetic. And again, like uh, I thought about this. I was like, I can make so many people were coming and I was like, oh, we're wasting a set. And I know I say wasting a session because I feel like I have it all figured out. And money is like the least hard thing for me to manifest. Oh, these really? Days. Relationships, like all of it's mastered. Money, relationships, Whoa, rub career. that shit off on me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. like that's the, right now, like manifesting a baby is a whole nother thing. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. so oh, exciting. Yeah. It's super, it's super exciting. But um um, the money thing, once I figured that out, I was like, fuck, this is easy. Like, whoa. Tell me. So I, the, you have a, cl- a class. That's it. I created like the same thing. It's an, an unblock that teaches you the energetics around career money, period. Like, Oh, career and money is one thing? Yeah. It's there. So and here's another really like mind blowing thing. Yeah. Where you're blocked in relationship, you're usually always blocked in money. They're the same, usual, like they um, always correlate to each other. Oh, really? Why yeah. is that? It's just a worth thing. And even if you look in astrology, like my astrologer, Danielle Weinstein, will always say this. She was like, you have the Venus and then you have the houses of money and they're usually pretty attached of money and love. And if you look at Kundalini or something, right, the Kundalini energy, it's a sexual energy and a creative energy. So they're usually always pretty connected that 
root chakra, that worth center, um, that when you start unblocking one, you start unblocking the other two. And you'll find people who are usually broke and single. Like it's usually a similar Broke thing. and single. Isn't that a TV show? It should be. Isn't it? It probably is. It hasn't it been 20 times? It should. It's, it's fascinating. It's universal. It's people universal. can relate to it. Totally. Um, well, that's interesting. Yeah, because I, well, two questions I have and, uh, you know, I remember at one point, I mean, there's a time in my early to mid twenties where I'd be booking 20 commercials a year. I'm not even kidding. I'd be making like a quarter of a million dollars and I'd be making so much money and it was just like happening. Mm-hmm. How can you go from that? Like what changes? Cause if I, if I was like, I, if I wasn't doing the work yeah. and I was just in a mood or mm-hmm. I thought, cause I used to go to commercial castings and be like, cause I don't know for any of you out there who don't know this or who don't, who care or don't care or whatever. I'm like, I, yeah. a, a big portion of like the money I make and have made my entire life is I'm like a professional commercial actress. Yeah, like, totally. so that's just like my day job, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I would like get to a commercial casting and in a loving cocky way, probably mm-hmm. people thought I was a dick, but mm-hmm. I'd be like, well, I'm here guys. You should just take off. Like, yeah, yeah, or, like yeah, I told yeah, the yeah. girls in the casting room that like as totally. a joke, but I meant it. Like totally. I truly believed it. You were so confident. In it. I yeah. was so confident. And I booked nonstop. And then, well, I know the commercial world changed, but also, yeah. but like, but I don't know so, what happened to me in relationships or with work stuff where I like, or maybe like I've sold a bunch of shows and they didn't go. And I think at some point along the way, and I'm yeah. only waking up to this now, I don't mean to be so personal. I don't want to like, no, this is a, great. This, this is, is okay. Great. Cause it'll help a lot. And of I'm people. being vulnerable for my listeners. I'm just, let me be, that's also a, a big goal for me for a long time with my blog. That's really where it started was, and just who am I really love being the, not the butt of the joke, but like as raw and emotional. guinea pig. Yeah, let yeah. me be that for people. Yeah. So they can feel less alone. It's the best and you can thing learn to be. through me. Yeah, like that will always bring you the most success. And you always. do that totally. Like, so yeah, I I don't know what happened. If I fell down too many times, I didn't realize how it was affecting me. Like a show not being made, another show not being made, knocking the job, testing for a show, yeah. punching that, and you're on the ground. And same with love, you know, yeah. you're on the ground, and then you're like, you got to pick yourself up again. And then all of a sudden, just like money wasn't as much, yeah. and like I'm getting disenchanted with lo- like, ugh, like. So why was it all flowing? Then why did it all stop? This is layered. So there's a, and I would have to like take you under and look at some stuff specifically, but off the bat, I can answer a few things for you. I love that. Whatever you, that. whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah. So if we probably looked at like the timeline of when you were that age again, how, when was the first time you booked a, a national or oh a commercial? God, probably when I was like six, 15, 16. Great. And did you make good money off of oh it? Oh God. Yeah. So that there you were expanded in that moment. You were like, oh fuck this. If I do this, it means I make this and so it was just totally open and flowing and expanded for you no problem so you were confident in it you had your worth all that stuff's intact now start to throw on years of things in societal programming like aging I'm getting older I'm getting this I haven't become successful and then maybe there was you had layers of programming of like oh well I'm just like a commercial actress I shouldn't tell people because I want to be a real actress right like there's that programming or going I'm a writer on. I'm a writer right I don't want to like, be this commercial casting and, or, or like an actress like everyone else you know like all these bullshit this is all ego that's happening right that's starting to play on and then you nailed it like getting jaded over setback after setback and if we probably really took you under most likely you're not meant to be doing that line of work like the universe is probably shouting pretty clearly and loudly in terms of like commercial acting and stuff where it's like Alexi you're meant for more like what's your heart saying like you're settling over and over again so so there's when you were like young and naive and you booked your first couple of commercials you probably thought it was really fucking 
fucking cool and awesome. And so it was like really in your flow and alignment with your authentic self. It was like creative, you're making money, money. you're being seen, like all of these things were so good and they were so expanded. And then I'm sure through... We all are very insecure people because we're all just walking ego shell shadows that I'm sure you started to have all this programming around you that made it not so cool anymore and close up and and you're supposed to be doing these other things to be cool or self-fulfilled and when in all and I'm going to say this openly. Fucking say anything. <laughs> when, when, and I don't know if it is your truth. Maybe writing is for sure your path and your truth. That sounds like it's always really aligned for you pretty well. When the well. blog happened, that was like the most joyous thing. Yeah, and it I did happened it again. Free. Yeah. See? And so that's probably a path that's a little bit more aligned with your authentic self. So when we continue down paths, say it's like dating habits or career and they're not fulfilling our soul's essence like our, our authenticness the universe is like shh, they're too afraid to step into their power because we came through to do things like very divine specific things but we have all this programming that tells us we have to be doing all these other things you know if we weren't that one percent that was fortunate enough to be with the parents who guided us into our thing and really built our self-worth and right so most likely there's like quite a few of those layers going on for you that a you're not like fully closing off the things that aren't serving you you're not totally in your power about the thing that is and you're not passing the test plus you have all this programming of why you're a failure whether i'm sure it's age or jadedness or we all have all of our different versions of that as we get older so those layers are what i call your blocks and you need to go expand into what your authentic essence really wants to do in career and get rid of the stuff that's no longer truly serving that same with dating when you'll start to learn in the relationship one which I'm going to make you do I will do that sure I'm not kidding you're gonna learn that like you it has to be a heavy no for anything that comes along that has any red flags and is not your list and I am so cutthroat with people again it's like if you want to run into the fire again knock yourself out but you're just going to be met with a lot more tests same stuff in a sort of different way it's a different energy as in career so that's why people you can find them usually blocked in both because there's so out of alignment with their worth oh my god expansion in it and on their authentic path and being true to it and not fucking settling for anything less it's so interesting that i almost got i got i almost died in a car accident i was like when it was like may may yeah. of, this, of 2017 last year it sounds like the universe has been throwing some pretty big like wake the fuck up <laughs> everybody or <laughs> no, to me to you. how do you know because you had the guy that was like your one of your bigger crash and burns if you got in an accident like the universe is like alexi you are here to do powerful things can Ugh. you please fucking start stepping into your authentic okay lacy yeah, <laughs> oh god so Oh, wait, but what were we talking about? We were talking about, oh, so I, the I, universe I, is telling you to wake up. So I got in this car accident and oh. I did like six donuts on this <gasps> very high up freeway. And I like went backwards careening towards the um, the guardrail. And I thought you were on the freeway, on the Jesus. freeway. And I just did six donuts <gasps> this fast. And then I went backwards and the guardrail was like, you could go to this. You could go jump off this freeway to commit suicide, to wow. jump down. to, And as I was careening backwards, I was just like, I was talking to my angels because I, I do too, all the time. Yeah. And just like slow motion, me with my bangs. I was just like... <laughs> I went, oh, my God, is this how I'm going to die? Yeah. Because we're all going to die, but you don't know how you're going to die. And then I was like, angels, no, 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 no. I don't want to die. I don't want to. I I didn't get to make my movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, that's what you're supposed to. What else are you doing right now to support yourself? 
Uh, we, we wait for a movie. You mean no? Oh. Aside from your movie, um, what do you mean? Like, uh, is your movie your sole focus? What you're doing is that your pet? Like, I mean, I am all about. I'm like completely obsessed with that. That's okay, all I've great. been working. But uh, but then when a new thing I've been thinking of, and then I will stop making about me and throw it right back to you. Is I because you're talking about the acting thing? Maybe that's not an alignment. Where because I wrote this movie for myself yeah. to act in, mm-hmm. and now as I go, I, I I've been flip flopping. I'm like, do I even want to act in it? If you were even asking yourself, but then that. I stopped. Yeah. But then I stopped asking, and I went, I want to do it. Okay. I want to act in it. You do, yeah. Because then I had a very strong feeling where I went, I don't even think that like somebody else could some, do it. I was like, had a famous highfalutin girl in my brain who I love, and I was like. I wouldn't even want her to do it because uh-huh. I feel like I could do it better than her. Great. Okay. But then I flip flop again. And so, it, yeah. So <laughs> what well, I, I don't want to learn lines. I, I hate learning lines and I'm a really verbose writer because I yeah. talk a lot in my real life and that's yeah. how I write like I talk. Great. But I'm like, I don't want to learn. I can't. I wouldn't even be able to remember my own lines. I would do a hypno because like, here's the deal I don't know on this what the one. Is, Lacey. No, I, and like if we were in session, I would probably tell you like, like you need to attract in that person to play that part. Um, I need somebody else to play the part. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, we would You're have telling to be in me session. I need to. <laughs> what, but is there in any world in which we live in where it's in alignment or in flow where I do play the part? Only you know when you get deep, deep, deep down where no ego is answering that question. Yeah. Because when we can start to just get in the place where we aren't doing anything out of fear, out of uh, this, or maybe I'll be seen or no, whatever, the th- or controlling like, oh my God, I've got to do it better than others or what, whatever the thing is, all of that isn't magnetic. You being in your power. Here's a great example. Well, part of me, I don't want to be afraid. I'm like, am I, do I feel, am I too scared yeah, to that's, do the see, part? You want to look I'm at both I'm really sides. looking at it. Like Beautiful. I swear I'm looking at it. And your answer at the bottom should have nothing fear attached to it and whatever that truth is is the truth that's the magnetic version that will make this film successful but if I'm not scared and I just go do it you're gonna have fun you love when you're on a set or but you just want to focus on directing and being the writer right and the director so here's the deal I'm so confused yeah no I'm so, I don't mean to like make this a session no, for it's you beautiful I apologize people are they're gonna learn from this because I'm sure other people out there are like I don't know how to listen to my intuition either or at, at a crossroads yeah yeah you know that's all like because when you start to get the practice down of like am I doing this out of fear? Is this a fear? Is this a fear? Is this anything to do with something other than complete confident worth? Um, And I don't mean egotistical confident worth. I mean, true, authentic, confident worth. That is always the correct answer. And that is always pure magnetism. So when you're making choices totally entirely out of that place, which takes a very long time to trust and get there, but it's like one step each time you're getting closer the more that we make every decision out of that, it is magnetism. And a great way to start answering that is if it is not a hell yes, then it's a no. Always. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Yes. And that if we can just like start there, that's like a really distilled human form and start to be like, no, no, because no is the most magnetic thing you can do on the planet. It is so magnetic. It's unreal. It's interesting. I did this one thing yesterday where I I've been terrified to ask some of my fancy kind of movie star friends mm-hmm. or well-known actor friends to ask them if I can send them my script. Yeah. So yesterday I was texting with one of my female director, one of my expander yeah. girlfriends, and I she was like, you got to just put yourself out. If they yeah. say no, great. Excellent. Go to the next person. So great. I started texting and DMing on face, on uh, Instagram all, you know, my fancy friends who are well-known actors who I would love to be in my thing. 
And I just started doing it, firing Excellent. it off. And the response was like, yeah, sure, send me the script. Or, okay, but I'm not free till here. And it was Excellent. like, so, so do you believe faking it until you make it with the kind of like, so like what I tell people. Because it was exciting. I it's was like, awesome. I was like, oh, I feel alive. A better way to say that rather than faking it till you make it is called jumping off of a cliff. That's what I did? Yeah, that's what you were doing. And is that you good? Will be very, so nothing is more magnetic than when we jump off of a cliff or say no. Those create the most situational magnetism. So really? What I want to say about that is like, let's say when, you, when you're in this like toxic relationship and you love them and you don't want to leave, but you know you have to, it's for the better of your health, but you have all this wish-washy stuff that you can't listen to your intuition, but you do know the answer is I have to leave. The moment you leave and it seems like the most heartbreaking thing or toxic or scary or fearful, all that stuff, I always say it's like a sinking ship, right? Like all this stuff, it feels like it's a sinking ship, but what's really happening in the ocean is everything's coming to that ship. The universe loves when you step into your worth and your power. That is self-worth, right? Because if we had come onto this planet and we didn't experience any pain or shame, which is the human experience, but if we didn't experience that, we would be these pillars of full love, total um, confidence, and just like living 100% in our flow. Boring. No, yeah. just kidding. I want that. No, I want that. <laughs> because you could be that, but also really like eccentric and cool person. Oh. Like everyone's different. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're you're like just this, um, I don't know, like evolved monk that's boring. So, no, dork. yeah. My means- version of that is so different than your version. And it's like, it can be like very boisterous and we, but that is my truth. You know, like you have to be in your truth. So when we, when we jump off of a cliff, like we push past the fear, because all the fear is, is low self-worth, right? Like when you're afraid to reach out to them, it's because you don't think your work's good enough. It's a fear. That's all it is. And again, that's not in your power. So when you jump off that cliff, the universe is like, oh, Alexi's waking up. Oh, we can start to send her stuff because she's coming closer into her authentic self. So when you're like saying no to all of those douchebags this year and you're starting to like look at the jobs you might be doing that aren't that film, you know, in the money you learn that you do like have to have gaps and stuff like that gaps like gap income or what like it's a great go do the money thing yeah, if you're yeah, even yeah. like I I'll make time my for job. all of it I'll make time yeah. for all of it I'll get sleep okay go 2018 on. will be a very very different year for you if you really do it I promise you that um but so let's say that you're like saying no to the the red flag guys because you have this list and you're following the partnership thing and you're expanded and you're doing the work to really step into your power and you're pushing past your limits by jumping off of a cliff this will be the most most magnetic year the universe loves anytime you break past old self-worth or get away from things that are making you settle from your worth because that means you're starting to align closer to your authentic powerful self and that is pure magnetism Oh my God. So good job for doing that. And I always tell people like, have a, have a tool if you're doing something like that for the first time. So for you, for instance, you're like, oh, I'm really afraid. What if they say no? That's like the scariest thing on the rejection. I've been rejected and abandoned my whole life. Like that could be the worst thing on the planet. So I always say, have a backup. Like it's like having an elevator pitch in a way, but for how to receive no, where it's like, thank you so much for the honest feedback. No worries. I totally get it. Like, let's grab lunch again someday soon. Like if you have something to be your crutch you have the support the no is a lot less scary yeah if you face that and you have something to give back to it that's great and I built that into the thing I said I find absolutely no because I know people don't like confrontation so I went I'm totally not offended if you want to do it I just think it'd be so fun and you're so wonderful and no big deal just let me know either way awesome and I also I also had to learn a thing with sending texts um 
where I thought, don't send a text if you're not emotionally prepared to have them not respond back. <laughs> you respond yeah. to me because I remember that. I mean, that could create. I had to like just, you know, yes. help myself. Those are my tools, like just yeah. to take care of myself. Good job. But uh, and, uh, a question is, and we will get you out of here soon. I don't mean, I don't want you to. I'm fine. I have a dinner tonight. That's it. Great. Let's well, just talk for four more I'm hours. This will be like a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Do you ever listen to his podcast? I, I actually really love it. I podcast. love it too. And he was, he talked to Kevin Smith one time for four hours. Wow. And I listened to the whole wow. thing. Because I just, I just love it. Um, it is fantastic. He, and he has great guests. And this podcast is going to be, I just know it's so beneficial for people. This is I so, because, yeah. you know, um, but, uh, Oh, I was going to ask when you, when you say like we choose the parents that we were born mm-hmm. to, like where you said I was like hanging out with my mom. Yeah. And I probably came through via my mom. Totally. Not exactly sure why you think it's my mom, but I love it. And that's mm-hmm. great. And I am very con- cosmically connected to her. And she's like my best and friend. And she's your Leo. Yeah, it would be oh, a best Oh, Leo. Friend. That's why you yeah. said that. Okay. Yeah. So if we were meant to be born mm-hmm. to these people, to mm-hmm. these parents that we chose, yeah. then isn't this trauma or the experience that we mm-hmm. go through? It's, it's a human experience. But isn't it? It's our Wasn't karma. It destiny? I mean, uh-huh. not destiny, but, but it was pro- like we were supposed we chose to. That. Yeah. We chose. So I chose this uh-huh. life. I chose that I was going to get in that car accident, that I was going to, or, or the test part of the thing, or I the test can morph I don't and change. believe that. Oh, tell, that's what I want to understand. Yeah. Like, so there's a great book that actually I recommend to anyone that's thinking about being a parent. It's called Spirit Babies. And Spirit it's how babies. to communicate with the babies you're meant to have that are already hanging out with you. If you believe in this, they're sitting in your aura and they're just waiting for the right time to come through that you, the opening. And so I believe and what the book talks about, it's a medium who grew up and had this capability of communicating with babies sitting in the aura of women. And so he goes through cases of his, you know, different clients and you start to learn, like, for instance, when we get an abortion, it doesn't act. The baby is just like, wait, we had a contract and you just cut it, but I'm just going to hang out until you get pregnant again. It's just the same baby waiting to come through. Or when you have a miscarriage, there can be a lot of reasons around that. Like one of his clients, for instance, who the baby, when he was communicating with the woman, he was really communicating with the baby, but having a session with the woman, the baby was like, can you please tell her that when I come through this time, I have to have a really strong body to fill my purpose on the planet this time. So if she has a miscarriage, it's just because I wasn't developing strong enough. Tell her, don't worry. She's going to get pregnant again soon. And she had a miscarriage and came back to him and was like, yeah. And the guy said, yeah, just the baby is waiting to have that strong body. So it goes to show, and he talks about this, that we are contracting or even adopted children or children who come and they they are already pre-contracted with who their parents will be or won't be, including the adopted parents. They contract who they're going to come through and who will adopt them or if in this evolution of their karmic journey, they're meant to be orphaned. So it's like our souls have this intentional purpose. Now, once we're born, I think free will starts to play in. Oh, okay, that's what I want to know. Yeah. yeah, and we start to co-create a reality with God, you know, and uh, we did, we were doing it in a way of picking who we were coming through. And I think all of the lives we've traveled and the things we've picked up, but then as soon as we breathe life, I, I believe in free will, you know? So for you co-creating with the universe to me, I mean, I don't know everything that happened in 2017, but it sure sounds like it was a year of trying to wake you up because you are, you have these incredible things you're supposed to be accomplishing, but you are getting in your own way all over the place because of ego. Because of ego. Yeah. It's just all, all of our shadow. Yeah, it's, and weird. My mom was on the podcast, and we talked about how like she had had numerous abortions. Yeah, and then and you were probably them every time. And she said, 
she was like had an appointment to get an abortion yeah. and that she could see my face mm-hmm. and she could hear me and she was like I knew your name and you were just too strong not to be born yeah so I, I canceled the appointment or I left the abortion exactly clinic, so it was most likely you those times before and it was probably both of you guys preparing for this journey preparing for this journey. yeah like <sighs> It's yeah. crazy. It's and that's what I, I mean. Like I've read a lot of different things, and his book has been it's been incredible. And especially if people are thinking of having children, it's a beautiful way. It gives you a lot of tools to start actually communicating with those babies. And like, hey, what do you want to be named? You know, when do you want to come through? Do you need anything? Yeah. You know, is my body prepared? Can I do anything to assist you? Um, or like, hey, I need time. You know, or if you are having trouble getting pregnant, you, you may not even have a baby around you, and you need to call one. Like, it's a really beautiful book for people who are trying to consciously conceive. So does that mean, like, a person, or I'll speak for myself, but does it need to be afraid of aging out, of having a baby, Mm -hmm. or whatever, because it's all what's unfolding is meant to be unfolding, and it'll be if I adopt, or if I don't, then it was... So meant to be this way. This is what well, I'm sabotaging myself if I don't take the act. Oh, I got to do the work and then maybe find that partner, the thing. So it's so interesting. It's like part of it seems like. So I believe and this is my own personal belief and journey and all of that stuff. But um, I believe that like it's their choice. Everything that's happening is them. Like we're it's a joke if we think we're controlling the situation. The baby's choice? Yeah. Oh. It's their contract. It's their mission. Oh wow. It's not us who's like choosing this stuff. It's totally them. We just get to create the openings and if they're ready, they get to come through or my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> it's open. Well, it's been wide it's open. It's more of like conscious opening. <laughs> okay, okay. Like okay. we're like That was you the know. dumbest unnecessary joke I've ever and made some on people, this podcast. No, no, no. It's great. Like yeah. your vagina will also be an opening. Thanks for joining. <laughs> me on that Lacey thank you don't leave me hanging out here on this yeah, ledge of unfunny jokes okay <laughs> but yes but it's them it's the yeah. baby it's the, the baby's baby. contract that's that's a really lovely like thing I've never heard that's wonderful and that takes the pressure off total me. pressure off how do you feel about and this is just you know because we're women we live in Los Angeles yeah. and um what are your thoughts on like because I've yet to do any of this stuff but yeah. I do think about it Juvederm uh, injections. Oh, yeah, wrestling or Juvederm injections in laugh lines. Yeah. Or I'm not asking if you've done them. No, no, I've done it once. A, uh, one time when I was 23, I had not 23, 27. Or, and I wait, had Botox. Botox. Yeah. How was that? So for me, what's fascinating because I'm like really versed in herbalism and diet, and I've, tr- I've tried it all. And so I had a couple of girlfriends, and I was like, oh, I'm going to try. I'll try anything. And yeah. so I went, and it wasn't that effective. And what's even crazier because I laugh line. I mean, I get really bad laugh lines around my well, eyes. I don't see that. Well, it, at least we're laughing. Yeah, Isn't I mean, so right? great. It's like the maps of your happiness. Yeah. And also yeah. laughing gives you a six pack, I think. Totally. That's what yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. But like, oh yeah, so you went. what the so weird I thing is. I did it. But what's so fascinating, I was like, oh, okay, I kind of noticed whatever. And um, when I actually went on a diet that was like really healing for my adrenals, because these lines are adrenal and kidney and digestive. And oh, really? when I started to heal my adrenals, it all went away. So I like, I'm not a opposed in any capacity or any of that. I mean, laugh like, like the nasal labial yeah. folds. Because <laughs> that's what I think about because I'm like, you know, I get very self-conscious about this and I wonder yeah. like, oh, the minute I inject something in my face, is it like it's over? You're on this fucking wild ride you towards... Can, I feel like it can be a, it can be a down, slippery, slope. slippery slope quick. So, yeah. Yeah, so as like, if you were, you know, my advisor and you are on yeah. this podcast today, you're for this chunk of time. Absolutely. Do you, or just for women in general, is it yeah. like, I know it's all a personal choice, but totally. like... 
Here's what I would say. Poison in your face yeah. or do what you feel, baby. Yeah. Here's what I would say first as a manifestation advisor. I would say, please go do the work as to why you need to do that to feel better. Because I, I support anybody who wants to do anything to express themselves in any capacity. I'm fully supportive of anything, but I have watched... All of the women in my family use plastic surgery as a Band-Aid to Band-Aid things that need to be healed along with addictions. <laughs> it's like, yeah. can you please go do that work, then make that choice. Yeah. If, it, if you're still feeling called because that's going to bring your confidence, rock on. Like you're going to do it in a much more like a true, authentic way, natural way. You know, I think that's how we lose people to going too far. It's yeah. like, that's not going to, it's not going to fix it. It's yeah. just not going to fix it. You know, yeah. you've got to do. And then if you, if that's your way to express yourself, rock on, dude, go yeah. for it. There's even, I was listening to, do you ever listen to Luke's? Who's The, the Lifestylist. The it's Lifestylist? If you want to, like. I'll listen to that. It's one of my favorites because he, he interviews like all the wackiest stuff out there yeah. in terms of like you know spirituality health like all that kind of stuff yeah and he's just phenomenal I've been on it he's really sweet um but he had a plastic surgeon I want to say or maybe it was just a surgeon who was primarily talking about the benefits of you know like his mom didn't need knee surgery when she started injecting stem cells like saying it's it's a wonderful preliminary thing and then that's how I learned about the umbilical cord and <laughs> well, I gotta listen to this episode it's great it all seems like it could be very expensive but that's okay because I'm gonna Start manifesting yes. a lot of money. Yes. And uh, but I also yeah, that's, that's again, it's like where you're like, okay, if we're really if I'm really self-aware and I'm really looking at all the aspects of like what's running me and like why I'm making decisions I'm making, yeah. is it like uh, a band-aid and ego and all this stuff, or is it like, yeah, my face looks tired, but I feel wide awake and like, oh, we have this technology <laughs> that can like just plump up my thing a little bit, just yeah. make me look how I feel internally, yeah. like Let's do it. Like, you know, that's why we drive cars because we're not we're not going to walk everywhere. Like we have, you know what I do because like, you know, shit will hit me all the time just because we all do. We're women and um, at the age of as women, how we're still judged based on, you know, I mean, how our age and looks and all the things, how our faces deteriorate as women. And uh, (laughs) I just find different expanders. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's all I do is I'm like. Uh, who's that one? I love her so. Uh, what's Iris, her name? Iris. Um, no, but she's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. She, she'll be a different generation of expanders. Oh, she's for my expand. I've already got those expanders <laughs> in my brain. Iris, she's like a thousand years old, yeah. gorgeous, super stylish, <laughs> so stylish. Who are your expanders for so, aging? Like Di- Diane Keaton is a fantastic one. Yes, uh, Susan Sarandon. Does she get stuff done? She's great. She's no, great. but she genetically, I mean, she's like her. Maybe, maybe she does get stuff done. I have no clue if she does. It's really well. Natural let's pretend and great. they don't. So these are our expanders. <laughs> oh, Hunt Hutley. Oh, oh. You know, fuck with the gap between her. Yes. God damn it. What's her name? She's the ultimate expander. I mean, I mean, she was a supermodel, but not fair. Oh God. No, but Lauren Hutton. Hutton. Yes. Oh my God. What a babe. Or like every time I'm in Europe, I find like French women and I'm like, dude, they look so much more chic than women. And when they have this, but they've also been aging really well. But there are books about how they, I mean, this is, this is more going off on a total tangent. Just like, but there are books about how they like do the tiniest. Yeah. It's like, which if I were to start doing it, that would be me. Like, I would be like so fucking natural. <laughs> but is it natural or no? That we mean like with the injections, yeah, like natural like injections. So out. hard yeah. to tell. Tiny. Oh yeah, because my dad lived in Paris for a while. Yeah, when I was still talking. It's to like him. how to be Parisian. But, they talk about yeah. yeah. So that's a confusing aspect there. Right now, I'm trying to tell people like I'm like oh like I want to really embrace the like J Crew model vibe. <laughs> 
because I've been looking to that as like, wow, those women are amazing. And they're all like mid to late 30s yeah, or yeah. like, but they wear red lipstick and they really keep it together totally. and they're very stylish. And they're With like, like great glasses. Great you know, glasses. Like great completely. And it's just like yeah. clean, chic, minimal, totally. effortlessly chic. I don't care, but I do care. Oh, they yeah. care. I mean, I, but I look great, but I also don't look perfect. You yeah, know, they're, like they're mothers. They're natural. They're gray and they're embracing totally. it. It's like, wow. To me, those are the expand. But you just have That's to find different expanders. So we, what do we yeah. learn today? Expanders <laughs> are huge. Everything. Are so important. Got to yeah. find the examples. Yeah. Don't settle. Don't settle. Grow your self-worth on a subconscious level. Grow your self-worth on a subconscious level. Run into the fire. Start, start really passing your tests. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, write, writing lists is pivotal. Huge. That's the starting point. And we're going to do the first do one. the what's, work. What's yeah. the first one called? So you're going to do the formula and magnetism workshop so that formula? you can learn how to manifest the formula process. Formula and magnetism workshop. Which is the video one. Then reparenting. Reparenting first, then shadow to just start dealing with the heavy lifting. And then go to money because money is awesome. And then shadow after money? Uh, you can do. So like if you want to hit too hard right now because it's 2018. I'm going to hit so hard. <laughs> I would recommend to you personally, okay. I would do. Stop yelling at me. Okay. <laughs> Pointing. Take, take it down a notch. Yeah, she, you guys can't see that she's like fully pointing at me and she really perked up when she wanted to be like, I'm going to tell you what's what. Okay. Thanks, Lazy. Hello, Aquarius. <laughs> like, nice. I know. I love it. Look at you beaming. Oh my God. We're all obviously like, wee. Red. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So we do the initial one. Yes. Then we do then you're gonna do first reparenting and if you want to double up so because you can watch the initial one in one day right you know like here's what i want to do i'm gonna give alexi yeah. access oh to all God. of these this was a sponsored ad no, i can't no, believe it, it, is, it is not it is not but it, no, it's just a product ad. okay you're not getting money hey listeners don't you yeah. want me to be the best version of myself i can possibly be so i can help well, even more with this podcast here's what you guys should all do together oh my god okay. Okay. Her arms are like, <laughs> you can't see your arms They're expanding big. okay here's what i what would be like the ultimate thing right well we're going to do is we're going to give Alexi, I'm just thinking about this all in real time. We're going to give Alexi all access to any of them. And what you guys should do is to, it's like a thing together. You guys should tune in and be on a journey together if you want, or just watch Alexi. If Alexi really does this work, watch what 2018 turns into for her. So it's like, I want you to do this, do all the work. And this is what you should do. This is what I advise you to do is first the formula and magnetism workshop to learn the process of actual manifestation, like all the things we're talking about expanding and there's so much more to it. So that's number one. It's 11 videos. You can watch it in one day if you want. Then now you know the process. Then you're going to start doing the work. So what I would suggest to Alexi is to do reparenting and opulence at the same time. So reparenting and money because one feeds the other. In opulence, you're going to learn all sorts of money programming you picked up in childhood, which you can take into reparenting and start working through it. So you would do one in the morning, one in the evening, and one's five days, which is money, and the other one's eight days. Then if you're like, okay, I'm ready for the next thing for you to partnership because you're going to learn all the things today that we talked about, which correlates so well to money, where you can start passing tests in both of them and expanding in both of them and working through them. Then go into shadow. Shadow and reparenting are the heavy lifting for your subconscious to really work through the subconscious limiting beliefs, which are what holds you back from everything. Does that make sense? And then there's like yeah. a no one if you want. It just teaches you how to say no more so that you pass tests and you learn. Because when we're saying no to the universe more than us 
like actually saying no to things, the action of really cutting it off and letting it go is far more important to the universe than it is to communicate. So if you're like, I'm not going to be with this person, but I'm still going to text and hold space for them in my life. The universe is like, oh, they're still with it's ener- energetically still with that person. So yeah. there's that one, too, if you have trouble with that and you need to learn it on a deeper level. And it just shows you where all your blocks are, like in terms of conscious blocks in your life. Like, should you be in that job? It just has you take inventory of everything. So that's your roadmap. And you guys, if she does the work, tune in and you're going to fucking see. Oh, my God. And and a lot this year. It's interesting. I thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Um, And I, I with that person I ran to the fire with, he I ended like I sent a text to him and I was like, uh, oh, no, he sent it was over. Yeah. Okay. It was over. Energetically, it was cut off. It was over. Like over the phone, we, it was done. He asked me on a date. No. Over on text, like, because he thought we were going to still just continue are, casually they, dating. That's a test. And so I went, no, I don't want to date anymore. I don't want to be romantic, but I wish you, you know, I'm ha- happy to be friends. Nope. And I. Good job. And then he texted, <laughs> he texted me. He's like, I get it. And then he texted like, uh, I don't know what he texted. I guess I don't need to include all this stuff. But then he was like, I totally get it. Then he texted me something after yeah, that. Yeah, his trauma started to kick in. Ooh, Alexi just got a lot more interesting. Then She's he started self-worth. Text- then he texted oh, me again. Now I'm respond. more attracted. Yeah. Then he texted me again. I didn't respond. Good then job, he texted me job, again. I didn't respond. And then, but then I started getting shaky because I'm not used to like, I felt, I felt guilty. And I felt heavy. That's no confidence. I mean, that's no self-worth and you're starting to step into it. So that's but, always going to happen. But then the other day, and this is probably where I faltered, but I don't think I did because I feel very released from it because okay. I, I feel like it came from a place, but maybe that's just me just fucking talking gibberish. Yeah. Um, he was like, because I, I followed each other on social media yeah. and all this stuff. He was like, can we, he, he was like, I just can't believe blah, blah, like, and I just wrote, what, you know, what do you want? What do you want to say? Because he wanted to talk to me. So he's, he's, I was like, you can call me. So uh-huh. I said that. And okay. we talked on the phone. Yeah. Said everything I needed to say. Good. Said that like, I'm not going to reach out, but I don't hate you. Like, I wish you well. I this space. Is, to I called him on. a narcissist. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is how I feel. I just stopped communication because I had to protect myself and take care of myself. Good but job. Like, thank you for Boundaries. the time. Yeah. I was like, thank you for the time. I think you're great. We're not right together. I need this time. We see each other. It'll be lovely and upbeat, on the street. Yeah. totally casual, but like, I can't. And he was like, okay, thank you. And then, you know, I'm sure he's going to have to unpack the things that I said and the thing yeah. that's not my business. Who cares? Totally. But, but even that phone call, I, I, I remember being like, this is an adult decision to have the call. You it's, were, it's a worth decision. It was yeah. a worth decision. And yeah. then, so I, I said all the things that I've been thinking of because it was like three weeks to a month of like the me not responding to his texts yeah. and him spiraling and me just being like uncomfortable in the silence, yeah. taking yeah. myself seriously. Yeah. Codependence. Yeah. And so the phone call in a weird way, I was like, the phone call, is that me like going back to my like bad like behavior or not bad behavior but then I I feel like and so here's a really good example of what Alexia is saying which if you guys are tuning in and you find yourself in these positions energetics mean everything so all I'm ever trying to teach people is just energetics you were so energetically clear that you're done but you just are getting off the chest like you're clearing energy and you're and that doesn't mean go sleep with them it she had a very defined clear we will not be together I don't want to be with you I'm just getting rid of this uncomfortable tension that I'm closing the door that's what you were doing so that's perfect that's okay if women are listening to me say that and they're like, well, I better go call my ex to close the door. No, do fucking do that. That's not what Alexi's doing in that. She is, she, you were, you had a very clear energetic alignment that uh, this is over. This is done. I'm not budging, but I wish you the best. Goodbye. 
That is perfect. You passed that test. Yay. <laughs> Can't wait for the next one. one to roll through. It's going to come. This is might sound ridiculous <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> uh, to go from what you just said to what I'm going to say. Yeah. But I actually think about that. Uh, where my where am I energetically? Where am I coming from? Yeah. When I post on Insta stories. Oh wow! Yeah. Because it's I a feel, lot of people do. I bet. Because I feel like you can. Because already mm-hmm. us putting ourselves out into the world via social media, us coexisting, like uh, running into people in person. What every time you interact with another human being in whatever the platform is, um, people can project on you. We pro- we make Always. assumptions. We project onto people. We that's, curate. That's, yeah. That's already happening. Totally. So I'm like, okay, what's my responsibility? What can I do? Because if people are going to be projecting onto me when they see my Insta story or if people are going to be um, in- intuitively correct on picking up where I'm at when yeah. I story, uh, I'm going to make sure I know why I'm posting what I'm posting or am I being false Good. or am I like being too try hard or am I like desperate and want to just see if anybody, this is what I think people will like or am I just saying, and so it's so funny because I feel like... Uh, because I feel like people can feel your intention and pick up on Always. energy. Yeah, that's what it is to be extrasensory. So anybody who can, which is everyone, it means you are a sensitive human being. Yes. But what you're so here's a I just want to give this last little story in closing. Yeah. So in closing, you guys. a lot of. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is the longest podcast I've ever known. Shit. OK, tell us. this. Oh my God. No, tell us the story. I no, we're bad. perfect. No, no don't feel bad. I'm you, no, you tell me the story. Um, so what I do, like when I'm figuring out my work is um, I always survey like I have a handful of my most magnetic clients. I mean, we're talking like one of them. She'll just think like, oh, it'd be cool if my product was in vogue and this and that. And they'll call her the next day. She is so fucking magnetic and a lot of I have like about six others that I'm always looking at and so I'm really looking at the energetics of how they are in the world and where they're coming from and that's what helps me distill a lot of the tools I already understand how to read the energy but in order to put it into actionable form and so I have one actress client of mine you know and she was like um she's really wonderful. And she's like, I'm, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm doing this. And I'm wondering, you know, like I've, I've filmed the opening like 180 times and I don't know, like, should I do it this way or more like this and yada, yada. And I was like, Oh, cut all that out. That's not magnetic. Uh, magnetism is to be so purely you, who you are in that moment. And so like a great example of my one client that's like the most magnetic is something that she, and a lot of this will be in the authenticity work. She is utterly detached. That's one part of her that is so magnetic. And what I mean by that is when she goes into public or she's speaking to you or in a room, there isn't one ounce of her that's doing a dance to be liked. Like, should I do this or should I morph into that? Not one ounce. She's just totally, it's like a golden retriever in a beautiful way. She's just a hundred percent present in herself. And it's like, it's beautiful to watch. And that what if you look at someone not to say that they have it all figured out but like let's take some three like really big pop culture people uh, let's look at um gabrielle hoffman and angelina jolie and jennifer lawrence what do they all have in common they are so vulnerably honest in any interview they do even when it's jennifer lawrence and she's making jokes it's her it's not to deflect it's to connect everything they do if you look at angelina jolie in interviews it is to she is so 100% with you and vulnerable and honest that she's not trying to do a dance to be loved or to be seen a certain way or any of that it's a detachment so that is like when you start to 
start to learn tools to connect with that more. That's why the world can't take their eyes off of them because 95% of us are all doing the dance. And we are so fucking drawn to anyone who's so not doing the dance. They're so detached and they're so vulnerable, so real. That is what pure magnetism is. And I just go off on that tangent because now when you're thinking of these, you know, Instagram stories and stuff like that, when you can start coming through that place, watch, everyone's always like, how do I grow my following? How do I do this? And I'm like, you want to start tapping into that energy where nobody can take their eyes off of you and they can't stop tuning in start being a hundred fucking percent yourself <laughs> without needing any validation in return. <laughs> Am I going to be okay? You're going to be fine. Really? Actually, you're going to be great. Like, I know you're going to be great. <laughs> oh my God. We were meant to talk today. We were meant to talk today. I can feel it. I've got another question, but I'll ask you later. <laughs> well, one more thing. Real yes, quick, yes, but yes, that was yes, the yes. perfect place to end, but we will get out of here. Tiniest question. Yeah. When I meet some, when I'm hanging out with someone. Yeah. And I have so much love for them and I appreciate them. think they're wonderful. But if I'm hanging out with a person and I am profusely sweating, I'm talking even another girl and it's not a romantic thing. Mm-hmm. If I'm profusely sweating internally, just like so frazzled because I'm just so scared they're going to not like me or I'm not going to, yeah. I get so nervous. Totally. What is it? Is it that I'm not meant to be around them and they're toxic for me or is that I just gave all my power away? So here's one way I like to answer that question. Um, When people are like, oh, man, I'm so drained when I'm around this or if I'm out in here, I get so exhausted. Here's the deal. If you're 100 percent not doing that dance, you're completely detached. You're totally in your authentic self. You can never be drained because you're not exhausting your energy trying to be something that you're not. So that's one layer to answer that question. B, all that's happening to you with that woman or that person you're with or when you're with them is they're triggering something from childhood so it's a shadowy thing so what that means is there's something you think that is so fucking cool about them that you think you'll be abandoned because you're not cool enough so it makes you do that dance which you can work through in shadow and reparenting yes! <laughs> um, and so that's why you have to do this preliminary stuff to start to learn then how to build and tap into the conscious energy around it that's why you've got to like work through you're fucking and those things that trigger you that make you feel again too poor not cool all the things you felt when you were a kid they're just being triggered by that person because all that's happening for you this is shadow work you are recognizing something inside of them that you know you have inside of you that's cool but you want it to come out so let me simplify that because that sounds really confusing unless you've gotten into the work all that's happening with them is there all you're projecting all of your stuff from childhood onto this person who isn't representing any of that at all. And so when you can start to get rid of that and integrate your insecurity, so like an insecurity of mine that would come up all the time is I'm like one huge one is I'm a, I have terrible grammar and spelling, which anybody who reads my blog and I could give two shits for the longest time about it. And, but I had to, when I would come across people that I felt were really intellectual because they represented something from childhood of like the rich, intelligent kids at school that I didn't feel I was good enough for, I would have that reaction. I'm not, oh my God, what if they read my blog? I'd be so fucking, you know, all of that, that you'll learn in the shadow workshop is you have to integrate that, meaning you have to drop that bomb. You have to own it. What we don't own owns us. Mm -hmm. What we don't own owns us. And it makes us do that ego dance around people. And that's why we need to start learning what all of our shadow, these aspects of ourselves we've rejected, start to own them so that we stop needing to do that dance. Because again, that girl doesn't represent 
she to you represents that, but she's not coming at you with any of that. She actually really likes me. Yeah, she does. So funny. And she has all the power because you're like a little puppy who's like, oh my God, you might abandon me. (laughs) And that's why when I see really together, kind, handsome, successful, solid men, I go... I can't handle it because I go, they can't love me because I'm too weird and they won't like me. And they'll be like, I'm just not at that level. Anyway, I can ramble for days and I kind of already have. But (laughs) um, great, though. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. You're so welcome. And you have no idea how this is just the most beautiful, lovely conversation ever. So thank you. I'm grateful. I hope it helps people. And thank you. It's been fun to meet you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the episode, and I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, we did. And in case you're not totally ready to join the pathway yet, I wanted to share a few of our free offerings that I'll often suggest to people as a little bit of a blueprint to get them started on their manifestation journey. The first place I like to direct people completely for free is the motivation. You can see it linked below or on our homepage as our testimony library. And it's categorized by different subjects, whether you're calling in career, money, love, wellness, and much more. When you're reading about a member's experience of what they manifested, you're actually seeing to believe and showing your subconscious that that very thing is possible for you. The second place I like to direct people is to the free clarity exercise, which is also linked below. In it, you get to try our own unique hypnosis process, learn about the science and some journaling prompts. And the best part about this, you'll get a tiny taste of what it's like to go into your hypnotic state, bring your subconscious forward and create new neural pathways while receiving clarity. And the third thing, if you haven't listened to it on this podcast yet, please go back to the episode titled Manifestation 101, where you'll learn the basics of neural manifestation to truly understand this process. So go ahead and check out those free resources, the motivation, the free clarity exercise, and the episode Manifestation 101, all linked below. And in an effort to make sure to have representation in this process series, go ahead and submit any process testimonials you have, especially to our LGBTQ plus community, our BIPOC, as well as the WISE, which is anyone in the community who is 45 and over. All right, we'll be back next week. <laughs>